What's up, downers? I've decided I'm not going to say the F word in this intro because my mama might be listening. I hope she's listening. I'm actually going to tell her about this and tell her to listen. And yeah, you know, I'm a 35 year old man with with a son of my own and a home of my own and all the grown up things. And I I still I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a little weary. I'm a little weary of uh, of saying the F word in front of my mother. I occasionally do. I occasionally do. But uh, I still have that that uh, that 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 built in that it just encrypted into my DNA that I just I don't want to offend her. And I also don't I don't want to get slapped. I don't want to get slapped. So I'm going to try and go this whole intro without without cursing. We, we do curse a bit in in the interview itself. But for some reason, I feel like that's kind of different. That's different. That, that, that's two guys talking. This is just me talking uh, to the wall because I'm in front of the wall. But hey, if you are listening, hi, mom. Uh, I, I hope you're well. Please don't listen to any other episode of this podcast. Um, This is a this is a long one. This is a really long one. And uh, we had a good, this is my favorite one. I I dare say this is my favorite one so far. And I knew it would be. And that's not to take anything away from the other guests that I've had. I've enjoyed every conversation I've had so far. But this one, this this one exceeded my expectations. And I got to tell you, my expectations were, they were high. They were very high. But Curtis King will do that. This mother, this, this, this individual, this individual is just built to exceed expectations. But again, this is a long one. We went for a long time, and so therefore, I'm not going to talk a lot on the intro. I'm not going to do my normal, you know, song and dance because I'm shy to sing, and, and a dance would be futile because this is an audio thing, and you wouldn't see it anyway. But just to get the business out of the way, please follow this podcast on Instagram at OTWD Podcast. That's where I post all the clips. I'll be posting a lot of clips of this interview that I just did. I, I don't like calling them interviews. They're not really interviews. They're, uh, they're conversations. So I'll be posting all the, the clips from this conversation. The main website is onthewaydown.net. That's where you can find every episode of this podcast, as well as all the blogs I write occasionally. I ask that you please subscribe to this podcast on, on, on whichever platform you're currently listening to this on, which, whichever one you prefer. Hell, maybe 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 all of them. Maybe all of them. I, I bounce back and forth between, between several podcast platforms because, you know, I, I like options. I'm kind of famous for enjoying my options. But that's just to say, you don't really have to pick one. You don't have to pick one. You, you can subscribe to this podcast on all the platforms because they're all there. Trust me, I, I, I pulled the, the remnants of my hair out getting it that way. So you like Spotify? It's on there. You like Overcast? You like iTunes? You like Stitcher? Google Music? It's on there. We're on there. We are out here. So find us. Subscribe. Uh, if you would be so kind as to leave some words behind, some kind words, ideally, yeah, that would that would be tremendous. That would help uh, tremendously, and and it would it, it would make me feel good, if nothing else. You can find my personal Instagram at Gadzooks as at G V D Z double O K S. Same handle on Twitter and Facebook. We still don't have a custom URL for the YouTube channel, but if you go to onthewaydown.net, right on the homepage, if you see the uh, the YouTube logo, click on that bad boy, and it'll take you right to the YouTube page. At which point. If, you know, if you're if, if, if you're a kind person, if, you, if you're a good human being, you, you go ahead and subscribe to the channel. That would help out tremendously. It would help out a great deal. And hey, while you find yourself roaming about the universe of podcasts, you might consider checking out the Broken Record podcast. That's a podcast hosted by Rick Rubin that I'm the photographer for. My favorite episode of that just came out this week is with DMC from Run DMC, who 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 quickly quickly became one of my favorite people. Not just famous people, like like people people. I had I had a hell of a time meeting that man. He, he's a genuinely kind person, and and I couldn't believe it. I'm not, I'm not, again again. We're gonna keep this real short, but uh, in future episodes. 
episodes, I, I plan to talk a little bit ab- about that because uh, it was it was a very humbling experience and, and one that I, I, I'm I mean, this was back in May and I, I'm still kind of buzzing from it. I'm, I'm still buzzing from it. So we'll talk about that in future episodes. But in the meantime, after you hear this show, I'm, I'm not trying to push traffic away from my show because this is my priority. However, for you, if you enjoy conversations between awesome people you might want to check that one out. There, there's something there for everyone. You don't have to like rap music. You don't have to like music at all. But uh, the conversation that Rick Rubin had with DMC is is absolutely phenomenal. So go ahead and check it out. And all the pictures I took during that time, uh, they're, they're out now as well. They're, uh, they're on Instagram and so on and so forth. I think that's all the business. Um, so... I mean, Curtis King, there's not much I can say about Curtis King that would do him any justice. To call him uh, an inspiring person is is a a, a just horrendous understatement. And, and so much so that that uh, when I when I started this podcast, well, the couple of years it took me to, to build up the courage to start this podcast that he, he was, he was one of the main people that kept coming up in my head. I was just like, you know, I should start a podcast. I know cool people. If I start a podcast, I could talk to Curtis King and, and you know, like some other people, but I could talk to Curtis King. As I've said in previous episodes, I'm, I'm still navigating this whole podcast thing. I'm still trying to get, get better at, at not only talking and listening, but more importantly, knowing when to do either of those things. Because I could easily talk over someone. I could easily not contribute whatsoever to the conversation. I'm, I'm usually in my head the entire time anyway. But uh, I, there's one thing I know is that w- when, you're, when you're talking to someone like Curtis King, uh, not, not you, me, you do what you want. But me, uh, me, when I have the opportunity to talk to someone like Curtis King, I listen. That's what I do. I, I listen because I know like my ego is enough in check to know that like there, there's not much I can contribute to this that'll enhance this conversation because this man is just projectile vomiting gems just spraying in every direction possible the room was just filled with gems i had to have a cleaning crew come in with rakes and brooms and vacuum cleaners just just to just to clean up all the gems that this man just dropped and, and spit out of his face and i knew it would be that way and we don't go at all into his upbringing, his 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 beginning stages as as an artist and a recording artist and a producer. And I even mentioned that in the first part of the conversation I had with him. And that's not at all because it isn't interesting. It's actually fascinating, so much so that he wrote a book about it. And I highly recommend you read it. But I mostly, I, I really just didn't want to spend a lot of time on, on the bio just because he, he has so much more to offer in terms of knowledge and wisdom. And again, just, just gems. The man is just in possession of, of far too many gems to spend any time talking about his upbringing or how he first got into music and, and you know, all, all the biographical things. But if you are interested in that, you can learn more about him. But just uh, for for the sake of context, the cliff notes are he started out as a local producer and rapper. He was big in the beat battle scene. He he he's produced for everyone from Absol to Kendrick Lamar to E40 to MERS to uh, Mac Ten. Like his 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 producer credits are are pretty impressive. When I first became aware of him, he he might have had a thousand followers, but he was just one of those people that knew he was going to get it before everyone else knew he was going to get it. And now, surprise, surprise, he has it. And I, for one, am not at all surprised. And and we talk a lot about this. I don't want to like sit here and reiterate everything that you're about to hear in the conversation. But 
again, for the sake of context, what really skyrocketed his career and uh, his reputation is when he decided to switch over from producing and rapping. Uh, he, he switched over to teaching other people how to produce. And that's that's minimizing it. That's that's downplaying it. It's uh, it, it's it's a lot bigger than that. But I watched him just I don't know a more driven person. I personally don't know a more relentlessly driven person. And he's he just switched. He made that switch over and like the, with the same vigor that he was approaching being a rapper and a producer, he switched over into to the YouTube game and, and just put out tutorial after tutorial, teaching people how to produce, how to how to do do all the producer things. And that started getting him a lot more uh a lot, a lot more known a lot more known uh, i just saw him his career just skyrocket his his following just skyrocketed and we talk about it in our conversation that uh the reception of that was 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 a little 50-50 the people getting the information were obviously really happy about it but what he realized is other people who had the same knowledge weren't exactly happy that he was out here giving everyone else the knowledge. And, you know, I'll, I'll let you decide what you think as, as far as like why human beings tend to do that. Not all of us, but some of us, because it's not like by him giving out information to other people who don't have it. It's not like it's taking away information from you that you already have. It's it's like it's like the old DJs uh, that used to lug around crates of records and turntables and all that. And, and, you know, no one's taking that away from them. They paved the way for the current DJs who just can can hook up a laptop and then spin as many songs as you want as the Internet provides. But there's always been uh, there's always been some 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 saltiness toward toward those, you know, the Serato DJs. You might not know there's a whole world out there. And if you're not aware of it, it's fine. The point is, I've always likened it to, you know, if uh, it's real easy for the caveman who built fires with sticks and stones and 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 all the all the primitive ways one could build a fire it's like them being mad now that you walk around with a bic lighter and you can have literally like have fire in less than a second they're mad because they never had a bic lighter but you know if you went back in time and gave them one i guarantee they would have used it so it's unfair for them to look down on anyone now who who who's using a bic lighter but that's neither here nor there. That's a that, that's just to give you again. That's just to give you some context. And and in order for him to to excel as a teacher, as a, as as a YouTuber, as someone who who just gives out information for free, it required that he 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 knowledged up. So he started reading books, and that kind of un, he just unlocked Pandora's box. And I've I've just seen him grow faster than I've seen anyone grow. And I don't mean that in, in terms of his following, which has certainly grown, but I mean more as a, as a human being. I've seen, I've, j- I've just, I've never been able to sit and actually see someone's brain grow. Like in real time, I've just watched this man's brain grow and where a lot of people might allow their ego to grow with their brain, he actually went the opposite direction where as his brain was growing, his ego was shrinking. And I feel like as your ego shrinks, it allows your brain to get bigger. That's the irony of it. Allowing your ego to grow along with your brain will actually stunt the growth of your brain. And then it puts a, it puts a ceiling on both of them. But if you're somehow, if you somehow manage to shrink your ego as your brain grows, then your brain could actually grow bigger and then you don't need the ego because your brain makes up for it. That's my rambly off the top of the head way of making sense of it. 
Something else I'll mention is that uh, is something he brings up toward the end. He talks about an article I wrote about him. So I used to I used to be a blogger and I still write blogs here and there. But like I, I used to want to be a professional blogger. And I wrote some articles that got some pretty good traction. And uh, one of the articles I wrote was in kind of the middle of him switching over to this this path of, of teaching and, and giving out information and just me witnessing the uh, kind of the backlash just even even uh, among my own peers and, and in my own circles that I that I run in just seeing the just the the general shittiness toward toward Curtis King and you know his optimism and and just how how nice he is and and how how knowledgeable he is and how inspirational he is it, it just I I noticed a lot of people almost taking offense to it and so I took it upon myself to to I mean first of all I had to sit there and think about I had to assess the situation, like, because here's this guy, and then here are these other people, and this guy would appear to be the, the most likable person ever, and then, but yet, these people, they not only don't like him, but they dislike him. And why is that? So that's, I had to, I had to, Curtis King, is his his rise has, has actually helped me think through a lot of things uh, that apply to my own life and also the lives of my friends and, and people who I associate with. And so, you know, again, I took it upon myself to write an article. It's not very long, but uh, it's a, I, I, I touch on a lot of stuff in it. And uh, it, it, it made its rounds around the internet. Nowhere near as much as some of the other blogs I wrote. But he caught wind of it. And again, I don't know this man. Well, I know him now. But before this conversation, I, I, I really didn't know him. I knew of him. We had met in passing a few times. But uh, he didn't realize that like, I, I'd been... I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a genuine fan. But yeah, he, he caught wind of the article. And uh, I wasn't sure how he felt about it. And, and truthfully, I don't think he was sure how he felt about it. Because it, it's a weird thing, I would assume, to read an article by a stranger. And the article's basically like, nobody likes this guy. How come? Like, I, I, I assume it would, it would take me a while to process that. Like, and, and the written word is, is a tough one. I, I do consider myself a fairly decent writer. But even, even then... You can only communicate so much through the written word, especially nowadays when we're used to hearing people's voices, seeing people's facial expressions, whether you're watching videos or listening to podcasts or, or, or whatever. To take it back, to, to, to kick it old school and just put words on paper, it's like, it, it, it's like how people misconstrue text messages when it's like, yo, if, if we just called each other, you could hear my voice and then that would give you context and then it would, we would have avoided an issue. And I'm not implying there was an issue. I'm just saying that I'm I'm not I'm not surprised to to find out that it you know it, it took him some time to kind of chew on on the message I was trying to convey in in the article I wrote. And and but it's all good. I, I never once got the impression that you know he he was mad at me or that we we had some like unsquashed beef to address or anything like that. There there was nothing like that. And and honestly, perhaps there might have been back because this was several years back. So I, I think he's evolved as a person since oh, I, I know he's evolved as a person. I, I want to believe that I've evolved as a person since then. And that's not to say that our intentions are any different than they were back then. But our ability, not only our, not only our ability to talk things out, but our desire to talk things out have, have certainly grown. And I, I think. I, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that he he brought the article up. I'm glad we could kind of hash it out. And I think uh, I think I think it's important. I think it's really important for for people to 
communicate. I mean, that's the age old thing, right? Communication is key. Like consider how many, how many things, how many bad things from minor road rage incidents to all out, you know, world war two, how much, how much, how many things could have been avoided? Not, not, not solely by communication, but mostly by people having their egos in check enough to be willing to communicate in the first place. And that's just stuff you, you learn as you go, you know, um, that, that's definitely something I'm learning uh, uh, the more people I talk to on this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm learning that the art of, of conversation is, is really, it's important, but it's very valuable at the same time. And, the, and these, these conversations just happen to be recorded. And I'm happy that you can listen to them. But I'm also just happy that I had them. And he actually mentions that there, there's, a, there's a lot of things that go into this podcast stuff. I, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but it's not just like we sit down, press a button and start talking. Like there's a lot of, of things to consider. Like if the camera's recording, it'll only record for a certain amount of time. So I have to restart it after a, a little while, but I don't want to interrupt the flow of the conversation. I want to make sure the levels are, 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 are set appropriately in the micro. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so I, I tend to go the perfectionist route where if nothing, everything's not perfect, then I, I kind of freak out about it. Whereas he, there, there was a point in a conversation, in the conversation where the camera stopped working and I had to interrupt and I had to go make sure that it was, it was, uh, it was filming. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt, but if, if I, I got to go assess this because if I miss any of this, I'm going to be devastated. And he said something to the effect of, ah, you know, I mean, either way we had a great conversation and this is coming from someone who, who his life is on the internet. Like he puts out a video, he puts out a piece of something every day, at least, at least one piece of something every day. So he, of all people knows the value of having these these conversations recorded and, and stuff just just having a physical thing that you can put out on the internet he of all people understands that but even with that said he was still and i knew i i could just feel it was genuine he he really did mean hey man i mean either way like we had a good conversation when i hear little things like that when, when just the casual the, the casual gems people drop i know i keep referencing gem dropping but you know I, the man's a gem dropper what do you want what do you want when I when I get little casual gems like that, especially from people who I admire, it it, it stops me in my tracks. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. We did have a good conversation. I'm enjoying myself. I'm 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 literally gonna become a better person because of this. So you know, if it's recorded, great. That's that's best case scenario. But even without that, this has been a hell of an experience. So yeah, I'm not going to ramble any longer. Let's just get right into this conversation. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. I'm still getting a lot of kind messages regarding this podcast and the videos and just everything I have going on, all the irons I have in the fire. I'm, I'm, I, I get a lot of, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of love on the internet and I, I do respond to everyone. And I, 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 when I say I appreciate you, just know that I'm, I'm 1 million percent genuine about that. I put a lot of time and effort, per, perhaps too much, perhaps too much. I, I'm, 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 I'm a bit of an obsessor. When I catch a wave, I, I ride it, I ride it all the way to the beach. So it, it, it definitely helps and makes me feel good to know that people are getting something from this. Anyway, if you haven't figured it out by now, my name is Zach Gadzooks. If you're nasty, this show is called On the Way Down, and this is the 15th episode with my friend, Curtis King. This is the theme song to my podcast. I stole this song off the internet because I needed a theme song for my podcast. Please don't sue me. Please don't sue me. 
You can hear? Yeah, I can hear you. Cool. Perfect, man. I, I can't thank you enough for being here, man. I, I, I didn't want to assume you're coming from San Diego. I almost didn't ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I didn't ask. But yeah. But when you said you hit me with that, I'm like, yo, where are you coming from? San Diego. Yeah. I was like, you did not drive here from San Diego. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, 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 well need, it's much needed. And um, I've been looking forward to talking, talking with you for some time. But uh, yeah, I, I make rare trips out but when i do it's always for folks that man i, I that i support what they're doing uh and just you know it, it it calls for me to take a little step up out the, out the uh the office yeah <laughs> man that means a lot bro like honestly sure. I'm, I'm truly honored to be sitting here with you and i appreciate you driving man of course um i normally start by like telling the guests how I became aware of them and, okay. and doing all that stuff. And then we kind of ride that wave into their upbringing and, and what their parents do for a living. However, your time is too valuable to me and you're just like too much a powerhouse of information and inspiration. <laughs> so I'm not, I, I, it's if, all good. if it's okay, I'm not even going to go into that. So, okay. but I do like anyone listening or watching, if you want to learn more about this man, his story, his journey, and all that, I'd highly encourage you to pick up a copy of his book. There's one right there it's on the table. He brought me sure. another copy. I'm going to insist you sign it. <laughs> I got you. Easy work. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just Google the man. He's on Wikipedia. He's definitely out here. So feel free to jump down the rabbit hole. But just for you and I, mm -hmm. for your own context, I didn't know who you were until the 2012 pay dues campaign. Right. right. That was right. 2012, right? That was 2012. 2012. Okay. Kind of 2011 too, but it was for 2012. It, started, for sure. it probably started in 2011 yeah. and then, yeah, it spilled over into 2012, right? And I just, as anyone who was around and in the know in that time, I just remember you being absolutely relentless. Yeah. <laughs> just relentless. And and it, it's been it's been really cool and inspiring and low, occasionally a little discouraging to see, to see yeah. how far you've come. And by applying that same relentlessness to everything you tackle whether yeah. that's music or or writing a book or entrepreneurship social right. media weight loss like everything yeah, where, do, yeah. where does this relentlessness come from um i think from a place of insecurity to be honest with you if i'm okay. being really transparent i think that mm. uh as much as like you said somebody from the outside may may look at it and say like man you know how does he build our our, our man what am i doing differently it, it really was out of a place of Sometimes desperation, sometimes it's mm. most times it was out of insecurity of um, is my skill set enough okay. to carry me through? Yeah. If that's not enough, then what other what what other things what do I what other attributes and features do I need to have so that I can compensate for where my skills may lack? Mm. And for me, that was I have no problem working harder than the next person. Uh, no matter their accolades, no matter who they are, I, I just am somebody that if I if if I'm not more talented than you, then all I have left is to outwork you. Mm. And so for me, it was never a competition with anybody else. Of course, you 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 peep game and you watch what other people are doing, uh, but it was never a competition with anybody else. It was always the the same race that I was running when I first began at 16, 17, making beats and rapping with my my buddy in my grandmother's patio. Yeah. Uh it's just that obviously as you 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 succeed more, um the the stakes get higher. So for me, honestly, to to, to answer your question, it, yeah. it's it's it came from that place first. I say now there's a bigger attention to um 
efficiency and right. how I can I can I can not only duplicate success but uh, teach it to others is a big priority for me. But mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you, in the beginning it was just like yo, I don't think that I'm as nice as these dudes, so yeah, I, I better rap more mm. so that I have the ability to possibly even be in a conversation of yeah. No, I love that. That's probably the best answer you could have given me. I, I, no, I, I love that so much. And I, it's a, it's cool. Like I said already, like it's cool to see you apply that relentlessness and just that mentality to yeah. pretty much every aspect of your life. I'm granted, yeah. I only know what you show. No, you it's know what I mean? everything, everything yeah. from parenting. Cause now, you know, yeah. uh, for my, for my son and uh, to my, to my marriage. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that can be, uh, it can be a good personality trait but it can also be annoying for some people because if you're relentless uh my wife has experienced that so where if you're uh, relentless about wanting to solve something i'll go without eating or i'll i'll yeah. sacrifice uh you know uh relax or I used to sacrifice my, my relaxation time yeah. to focus on the task and the problem at hand that relentlessness um can also bite you in the ass when it comes to your health as well. So sure. these are things that I'm I'm still having to learn from uh, experience. But yeah, the relentlessness, man. It, it it used to be a badge of honor, but now for me, it's mm. just a way of life. It's just yeah. it's just that if if you know if I'm not if I if, if I don't have the skill set in an environment where I have to perform at top performance, then one, I better make sure that I'm highly enjoying it, and two, I better make sure that I'm willing to work harder than anybody else in the room. Yeah. It's and, important. And uh, that that's definitely why you drive from San Diego to LA and like all, oh, for sure. all that stuff. Yeah, that's sure. why it's like that's why I said I'm not totally surprised. I'm not surprised yeah. at all. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm I'm flattered and honored and yeah. appreciate it and and feel a little guilty at the same time. No, I don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty because you know, I I look at it like this. Every day we have a set amount of decisions that we can make before we run into decision fatigue. Mm. Um, and I don't know how many of that number is, but sure. I know that so many folks that I read about that, you know, I, I respect their entrepreneurship from the, the you know, like even like a, a Zuckerberg to a certain degree, sure. you know, he wears the same clothes, the uh, uh, same color schemes every day because that's one less decision that he has, that to, he make, has to make that right. could go over to his business or could go over to, you know, possible ventures and things that he's working on. Yeah. And so for Steve me, Steve Jobs approach, Steve Jobs, exactly. Right, the minimalist right. approach has always brought me back home whenever I have gone crazy and off the deep end yeah. and tried to go achieve the unachievable. Even when you talk about the pay dues campaign, yeah. you know, when I simplified it and said, instead of trying to do all the things I saw other people do to get on this on this uh, this festival, I'm going to talk to 100 people. Yeah, every single place that I go that know who I am. If I even know 100 people at that time, I felt like right, and say if they can give one reason why I deserve to be on paid dues, and focusing in on just that one thing, birthed other ideas. Yeah, that ultimately was how Murs made his decision to put me on there. But yeah. uh simplifying is is to me it's it's gonna it's 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 a slept on concept for the majority of human beings. Sure. Because we always feel like in order to solve complex questions, there's gotta be a complex answer. Sure. And I remember you putting out all those videos and seeing like 
number 30 like 30 yeah. times you know and uh, yeah. oh he's gonna do 100 he ain't doing 100 like, yeah. no, it's no one like would, the, the audacity no one would really do 100 on you know what I mean yeah. you might stop around 62 and I'm like yeah. and then he gets in the 80s and I'm like this motherfucker's really gonna put out 100 videos yeah, I feel it in my honestly when it comes to commitments when I whenever I make commitments I f- I feel that in my bone yeah like, I, I feel that commitments to me are are are, are life and death. It sounds kind of crazy, but they're life and death to me, no matter what the commitment is. If it's a commitment to losing weight, if it's a commitment to reading a set amount of pages every day, if it's a commitment to uh, my marriage, a commitment to parenting. Like I said, it's at a fault sometimes because it can be a little bit annoying to not have, you know, just a little bit of cushion to to relax and Mm recharge. But uh, whenever I make a commitment, man, it sets within my bones. And if I do not follow through on it uh it's something that actually i feel like it affects me on a deeper level yeah and doing that has has brought more success than uh the opposite so i mean it's, it's kind of my, like i said it's a default at this point sure yeah that, and i'm asked how old are you you're 35 30. this this month or yet last month january oh, yeah, oh yeah. happy birthday man thank yeah you, man. yeah thank okay you, cool yeah and how long did it take you to to make that a lifestyle um it just kind of happened over the last i think it has a lot to do with my upbringing too because my pops okay. was uh my pops pops was my grandfather yeah. is a, a military dude sure. so he came under under that that uh, uh tutelage and that discipline and then and in my pops who you know he applied that to his business uh then instilled that within me and i, I really feel like it's been, I, I don't remember when it clicked. I don't remember if it was, you yeah. know, in my teens or if this was something that was, if, it, if I was playing basketball, baseball, if I was, uh, you know, uh, karate, taekwondo, yeah. it's always been there. So that's a good question because I really don't know where it began. I right. just know that my father is a big part of that, uh, that discipline. And so, uh, hmm. yeah, I, like it's, it's, it's something now to where, I guess the better, the bigger question for me is, um, when did you find the balance on it? Yeah, because okay. I think a lot of folks, it, it this is it's easier to just say, all right, cool, I'm gonna do the Curtis approach. I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna just, yeah, just, yeah. just, just you know, put my foot to the pavement. Right. But without the balance, without having hobbies, without having a life outside of the yeah. thing that you love, um, you're going to hit a wall that is just. The longer it takes you to get to that wall, the harder it's going to smack you because mm. you're going to look back like I did not even too long ago, like the end of last year, end of 2019. I looked and I was like, yo, what is my life without music? Yeah. And am I happy with that? Yeah. Am I, am I okay to sit still for a full day and not work on something mm-hmm. or think about working on something the next day? Is Am I okay with that? Am I at peace with that? And I wasn't. Yeah. So I uh, balance is the bigger thing because like I said, it's easy to just get in there and once you're once you love something that you're doing, it's easy to just continuously work. Sure. It's not easy to remind yourself to eat and, and drink water and right. stand up and stretch. Ooh, and, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Those are the things now that that uh I wish that I would have instilled in myself earlier, but mm-hmm. It all happens for a reason. Yeah, man, absolutely, and it happens. That's the the, the point. Is it happens? Yes, you know? before it's too late. Yeah, which is, which I, is, I mean, that's the the scariest thing. Yeah, when um when I when we first talked about you coming to do this, 
it just, I happen to, my availability ideally is between 10 a.m., like during the week, 10 yeah. a.m. and 2 p.m. That just happens to be like my right. window, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's yeah. when the kid's at school, I got to go pick them up after all those okay. things, right? Okay. And that's usually what I hit people with. And, you know, we'll work around anyone's schedule, but sure. that's that's the ideal window. And you can imagine working with a lot of creative types and, and rappers and all that, you know, yeah. <laughs> I tell them 10 a.m. And you would think I said, can we do 4 a.m.? Is that cool? You yeah, cool to you wake up at 3.30? Oh you, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that, that's fine. That, that's totally fine. But they tend to go up. Like if, if the cutoff is two, they're like, how about five? Is five cool? You know what right. I mean? I'm like, like five o'clock. All right. And we'll, I'll, I'll work with it. Right. But right. you, and this is something else that didn't surprise me. You're like, yeah, let me get that 10 a.m. spot. I'll be there at 10 a.m. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And there's a few factors that go into that. One being, I mean, I think the, the, the biggest thing is uh, I'm already a morning person. Yeah. I, I was right? going to actually, did not, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. you, you, you said, I think I responded like, dude, uh -huh. I love, I love early people. Yeah. And you said, man, waking up early can solve most of your problems. Oh and I don't know if you were being <laughs> hyperbolic, but I, I want to unpack that because unpack I believe it. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was going to say, the, the first thing is, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a morning person. Like I know you don't hear people saying that often. Sure. Um, but I'm definitely a morning person. And, and two, uh, it just helps because I'm able to knock out a lot of work uh, and then get back before the traffic, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it gets crazy. But for me, honestly, I it, I haven't always been a morning person. But when I when when I tried out, let's just try to squeeze in more hours out of this day. Yeah, because if I'm waking up at twelve p.m. and I'm trying to still have somewhat of a life outside of my craft and then bring the craft into it, it doesn't leave much time to where your days don't feel as long. Right. And especially when uh, I had, you know, when uh, my wife and I had our son, uh, that was really like, yo, you better get to it before 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Yeah. when he usually wakes up because uh, if you don't get to it, your day is going to literally kind of, I don't want to say go downhill, but be determined by his needs. It's going to get away from it's you. It's going to get away. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And so I started just doing it. Like I started just waking up and realizing uh, it's the perfect time for me to uh, to meditate. It's a perfect time for me to get some reading done sure. and know that I'm not going to be bombarded by a bunch of messages on my phone, not be bombarded with a bunch of pretty much other people's problems right. out in the general public. I don't check email. Sometimes mm. I leave my phone in a completely different room. Yeah. Um, and then also too, something I did research on was uh, my sleep chronotype. Okay. Uh, have you heard of sleep chronotype? I, I know the term. I don't okay. know much about it. So basically sleep chronotype, as I understood it, was everybody based upon a certain amount of elements in their environment and who they are and how they came up. We find working at certain hours, waking up at certain hours to be more conducive and more supportive in, in, in it, 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 their basically times that we can expect to be at our peak. Okay. And so some people can wake up at 4.30 a.m. They're at peak. Yeah. I did my sleep chronotype and I'm I'm like the the what most people are, which is like the bear chronotype. I think it's the bear chronotype, the dolphin chronotype. Um, uh, then there's two other ones I forget. Okay. But I'm the bear one, which is wake up at 7, 7.30 you won't feel, I don't feel tired. I feel like that's a perfect time for me to get up. Yeah. Um, and they suggest 
you know, getting getting my thing, getting certain things done in the morning, like my, my walking and my, my meditation uh, before 10 a.m. Yeah. And then between 10 a.m. and this certain time, this gives me my my highest productivity. OK. It's not to say that I can't work at 10 sure. p.m., but, but I started thinking about that and I was like, that's so crazy, because even when I was working at all hours of the day on my craft, I didn't like late night studio sessions. Right. I wasn't a big fan of them. I did them because there were a necessity to get work done working with creatives. Sure. Um, but it didn't necessarily, it wasn't my favorite. My favorite time to work was first thing in the morning when my thoughts are fresh. Yeah. Uh, I got some food in my system. Yeah, yeah. And so it took me studying about that. And really, you can just take a take a test online, a survey online, ask, and they'll yeah, tell you. I'm interested. I want to yeah, do it. Take yeah. a survey online and they'll tell you what your sleep chronotype is and you'll start to figure out why is it on days that I try to manually make this my most productive day? I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. Why doesn't right. it work for my my habits? And it asks you a certain amount of questions that uh, all give you this end result. When I got the end result, I was like, these times are almost eerily perfect. And I've been doing them yeah. kind of loosely. Like even like it says workout from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And That's I was yours like, specifically? that was mine specifically. Okay. And okay. I, I was already working between that hours. Oh, no shit. Okay. Right. And 7, 7.30 were days that I woke up, quote unquote, late. Yeah. But I felt better when I woke up on those days. So the right. sleep chronotype basically sets you up for, um, for after you answer these set amount of questions, you'll know more about your habits and what works best with your lifestyle. So after, re after get, getting that survey, the survey results for that, I've been waking up uh, six a.m. I'm sorry, 7 a.m. No problems at all. I don't yeah. feel tired. I bounce right up and uh, I get to my morning regimen, which really doesn't change day to day. And what time are you going to sleep on average? Uh, between 10 and 11. OK. 10 and 11. Okay. I mean, I, I I would love to get in there earlier, but, you know, uh, my son, Nas, <laughs> he'll say otherwise. Yeah, he, he don't give a shit. He don't care about <laughs> nah, none nah, of his nah, regimen. Nah, he don't nah, care about nah, none nah, of this shit. Nah, he, he, like, he like, what? He like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, kazoops and, and, and word party time. I'm finna stay. So, yeah, it's, right, right. It's, so that, that can be a challenge, but at the same time, it helps that I have uh, a wife yeah. that, one, she is like the opposite of me in a lot of ways and that she likes working late at night. And that's okay. part of her chronotype. Okay. Um, and she, uh, I, you know, she, we, we, we tag team. We help each other out because yeah, she man. has her own business as well. So, yeah, uh, it's important to have that support. Teamwork. It's a cliche for a reason, man. Teamwork does make the dream work, man. man. Yeah, hey. I don't I, this would not be possible without uh, without my wife. I it would not be possible for me. Completely relate to that. <laughs> I completely relate to that. So something I, w I remember to take it a little back to pay dues. I mm -hmm. remember the day Merce uh, announced the lineup mm -hmm. and I remember you went live. I, I, I assume it was on Facebook. I can't even remember what was a thing Man, back then. Out of you stream. Something. But I remember I had a desk job at the time. <laughs> And you had announced that like, I know Merce was going to uh, stream it and all that. And you did it at the same time. Or maybe you you recorded a video of yourself watching the stream. I, all I remember right. is in one screen, it was Merce reading the names. And then you you had this like goofy expression on your face when he read your name. Yep. And yep. He, <laughs> I remember I had the, I was, again, I was at work at a desk and I had the, the window all minimized with the, right. the sound all low, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I was not about to miss it. Yeah. And I remember when, when I saw, when I heard your name and I saw your reaction, there was just 
I've never been so proud of someone that I yeah, didn't know. That's crazy. I, I never met you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, even now, like, I think we've only met in the flesh twice, three yeah. times, something like that. You know right, what I mean? But it doesn't right. even matter anymore with the internet no, and all that. Right? Like, you know, folks anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I remember just being so, it's like, we got one. I don't even know who we is, but yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was, it was very, very inspiring. And how, how, how has your life, like how much of your success now mm-hmm. can you attribute to paid dues? Like, would you have done all of these things anyway? I, I feel that that was, a. how can I put this? The event itself yeah. was, was an event. It was, it was a full day of meeting amazing people who had helped me get to that, 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 that spot and had, you know, basically been retweeting and tweeting, yo, put my boy on paid dues. And, yeah. uh, it was beautiful to take all the pictures, but the show itself was like the quickest 15 minutes that I can even think of. So yeah. not so much the show that had a tremendous impact on me in my career. I'm sure that it definitely accounted for a lot of you know, a lot more followers on social sure, sure. media, but uh, I don't think that one show is sort of that make or break moment. I think for me, the bigger picture in that, the reason why I even campaigned, because I wasn't even going to campaign. I thought yeah. that, you know, in my mind, I was just some local rapper that, you know, and not to say that that was a, that's not a bad thing. I sure, hate sure. people do that. I was a local rapper that, you know, I... Uh, I wasn't as important as say like a Noah James was to the IE because he's throwing shows, you know, he has a successful career as an artist. And so I didn't really look at myself. I looked at myself more, especially because I was with Black Cloud at the time, which was yeah. a, a label based in IE. Right. And uh, I looked at myself more as a point guard than a center. Okay. And so I was always distributing beats or marketing hmm. ideas. That was just me. I just wasn't the guy that was like, okay, all the attention on me now. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And so- the biggest thing that happened was I had a conversation with uh, Yep, who uh, is is a dope lyricist from the IE from Riverside, okay. and uh, and he's all he's also he's all my barber, and he has his own shop called Canvas Barbershop. And when I was sitting in his chair, and he was like, we were just having small talk, and he said, "Man, I think it's time uh, for you to lift the bar." He said, "I think I think it's time for you to raise the bar for yourself." Yeah. He said, I think you have a window right now that if you walk through it would be perfect timing. But if you do not walk through it, yeah. um, either you'll never know what this could have been or you'll regret it. And I didn't know what he meant at the time, but basically paid dues came up as a campaign and idea. And I just I took that conversation. I ran with it. What I had no idea is, to answer your question, that was a huge turning point for me in terms of how I viewed myself mm-hmm. and my importance to uh, the region that I was in, which was the Inland Empire, my importance to, you know, really even just L.A. too, just, just all over how, what my impact was, because I didn't take time to sit there and think about how, how has my impact reached this person. I didn't think about that. I was just right. in my mind, I'm just a producer who happens to rap. And uh, some people like them, some people don't. Sure. But uh, that was a huge turning point for me to where I started to view things and say, you know what? I should ex- I should expect more of myself. Yeah. And, and, and I should, um, it's, not, it's not a problem for me to not poke my chest out, but it's not a problem for me to be proud of my accomplishments and to, to own them mm-hmm. and not, you know, sort of try to shy away from when people give me uh, you know, props and respect. So I took yeah. it as an opportunity, honestly, to say, 
all right, I made this happen. Mm-hmm. What else have I been holding myself back from? Mm. If yeah. I can accomplish this through a 96 you know, day campaign, what other things have I been sort of, maybe I wasn't operating on 100%, maybe, I was been op- maybe I've been only operating on 75% yeah. and that's good enough to be more than above average. Mm-hmm. But what about sure. if I gave that yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One percent more, you know, but right, right. I think that that's what that that experience for me was me setting the bar higher for myself in terms of what I expected of myself. And so I would have never gone that route. Um, and maybe it did have I mean, it had to have a domino effect into the stuff that I'm doing now. Yeah. So like this show itself. It's a show. I mean, right, I, I yeah. don't want to belittle because no, it is absolutely. a huge, that's the, that's, that is one of the biggest shows I ever did yeah. in my career as a recording artist. And I'm grateful. Merge put me on the biggest independent hip hop stage of all time. Yeah. Point blank period. Right. But at the, the end of the day. itself is what, uh, yeah. At the end of the day, like this is for any artist that maybe you're campaigning to get on another festival or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Realize that no matter how hard you campaign, even even if you get it, that is only a moment in time and you're going to wake up the next morning and say, I was cool. What's next? What now? Yeah. Maybe not even the next morning. Maybe when you jump off the stage. Yeah. For me, I was like, that. all of that was for that, that small it. time period. Yeah. It was amazing. But it's like, that's, sure. that's it. Sure. It's over now. Yeah. So uh, I... Having the long term vision is is so much more important, and I would not have had that. But the show itself, it, it's 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 a moment. It's yeah. a moment. Yeah. Take your pictures, shake hands, kiss babies, and then you got to go home and do, right. do, do do something else. Right, man. Right. No, <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, I, it opened up an opportunity to go tour with Murs, but uh, yeah, yeah, which, we I talked mean, about that with Noah. Actually, I remember yeah. watching you guys from afar. Like, you know, sure, sure. I mean, like, in. but then again, I, you know, you have, you have to think. Had I not got the the bigger message, which was raise the bar, what do you expect more of yourself? Would I have accepted Merz's uh, uh, invitation to perform at the House of Blues Anaheim, which was right. the night that he announced to us, hey, I want to take you guys on tours, Black oh, okay. Cloud. But it's like, if I didn't view myself as somebody who could rock uh, a sold out crowd, you yeah. know, at who's to say that I would even accept it. Maybe I would have made that a black cloud set or right. hey, let's all get in here and do it. But I, I took it. I owned it. Yeah. Uh, I made some phone calls. I got glasses Malone to come out and a bunch of folks that, yeah, yeah. you know, a few years before it just didn't seem like that would even be a possibility. Uh, but I demanded more of myself and right. I still, still do. I love it, man. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, I remember you at some point you you just your content you know what i mean people throw the word content around right, a, a right. lot but like you're one of the people who like you you're about this life you know what yeah, i'm saying and yeah. it's cool to watch and i remember you recommending like five books at a time and mm-hmm. this was years ago and you've been on your gary v shit for longer than anyone <laughs> i know including joe rogan right right right, right. He, he didn't do rogan until, until years after that right so crazy and i remember yeah. it was like hook hook what, what was the name jab of jab jab right hook that's the yeah, one yeah. yeah and like do you have other books now like you do, you do you still make time to read i have to i have, have to, to. That, that's, right. that's a requirement for me I, I think that the cool thing for a lot of folks that I, that's unfortunate when I look at interviews of, of rappers is, you know, oh, I don't read. Like even the, even the conscious artists, the more like sure. the more like intelligent ones. Oh, I don't I don't read. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know why that's that's a sense of pride in that. But I take pride 
in uh you know the saying where they say if your tv's bigger than your bookcase then you can't be mad about you being broke oh um, i never heard that but i, I love yeah, that, it that, that, that one hit it. me but it yeah. was like it was like start I looking could, at your tv you're like, like that's a big screen tv <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah. i got four books in here no nah, but right, right. um i have to make time to read because to me that is that is the easiest way that if i have a question mm-hmm. about let's use gary v as an example if i yeah. have a question about bootstrapping a a small business um and i've never had a successful small business and i can talk to one of the leading voices yeah maybe not directly word to word to word face to face but he is disclosing all of this information um i better make time for that because that is the most important time that i could be spending when i think about Warren Buffett, you know, one of, yeah. one of the richest man in the world. How does he still find time to read an X amount of words every single day? Why do it? You already got all the money. Right. He feels is at some point it's gotta be, it brings him enjoyment. And at some point it's gotta be this is the this is the success. This is the secret to, to my success. Yeah. So for me, um, I have been reading a lot of books lately about spirituality. Okay. Uh, the Power of Now. That's what, dude, that book yeah. is what made me get into books. That's When amazing. it first came yeah. out. I was just in Target, I mean, years ago in yeah. Target. I was just like, oh, what's this about? And then I was like, well, I'm buying this and oh, just man. banged it out. You never, you, know? you never, that's the thing about it. Like people say, I'm, I'm t- I don't have time. I'm too impatient for a book. Yeah. Uh, and, and they want all the answers and the shortcuts, but it's like, yo, the whole point, you sit with a 300-page book to get that one gem yes. that you will never forget for the rest of your life. There's a lot of there's a lot more things I've forgotten about from when I've been reading books, but there's a lot Absolutely. of things that because I retained that one thing, yeah. and it took me putting it in its proper context by reading the book from beginning to end. I couldn't just scroll through and say, oh, that's interesting. Sure. Um, so some of the books that 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 Power Now is one of them. Yeah. Also, um, Thick Face, Black Heart. Okay, I've never. Heard um, of that. Oh man, it's 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 a slapped on one. It, okay. It's it's a cold blooded book. It's not quite Forty Eight Laws cold blooded, but yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those things where, um, it it removes the veil from things that are absolutely positive and absolutely negative. It okay. makes you look at the world in a more balanced way. Hmm. And um, it's just it's this lady who made this book. It, she's just genius. So Thick Face, Black Heart. Okay, is another book I suggest. Um. What other book have I, have I been reading? Uh, a lot of stuff by Ryan Holiday, which he's like a stoic buff. Okay. Uh, he has a book called Stillness is the Key. Another one called oh, Ego is the Enemy. Okay, okay. Oh, man. Oh, I, yo, I was just talking about that yeah. book with uh, Self-Provoked, I think. He yeah, told yeah. me about Ego is the Enemy. Man, Ego is the Enemy, uh, Obstacle is the Way, and Stillness is the Key. I read that during that period of time at the end of last year that I was telling about yeah. that I hit that wall. And um, it was a dark, dark place for me because it was so unexpected to get to that place. But I read all three of those books back to back and it helped me understand, no, I am the closest to becoming who I'm supposed to become by going through this. Right. And by going through that, I started reading, reading all three of those books back to back. I started to realize how much I had in common with. Uh, the philosophy of Stoicism. Okay. From Marcus Aurelius and yeah, uh, uh, Epictetus. I forgot how, yeah, how yeah, to pronounce yeah, it, but, but, yeah. but reading, reading like how on point their philosophies were 
all of them years ago and how it relates to right now. Right. Man, uh, it's something that that definitely has helped me um, not get too high on my highs or too low on my lows. Mm, yeah. So now I'm just, I'm here. Uh, but those are those books right there, you jump into that. And then always I suggest uh, The Go-Giver. I remember you've been suggesting that. Yeah. And uh, Every time unfortunately, I, get book I still haven't read that one, Man, but I want to. Take, take the audio book. Okay. It, it, it'll take you about three hours, right? Okay. Uh, three hours to finish it. The audiobook is is how I experienced it. And I had the same kind of thing where it was like, man, the homie R. Barsky tell me to read this book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, I'll read it. I, it's, yeah. it's just another book. But right. every time you say it's just another book, you end up finding that book that's like, oh my God, this is why we read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. So yeah. those are the ones though. Because th those, if any, anybody notices anything about me now is uh, I, I try to take more of me out of the equation. I mm -hmm. try to just... Instead of trying to react to every single thing, because I used to be in a place where I'd react to every single thing, yeah. um, every single person, and it always left me imbalanced and them satisfied. Right. So now I'm making a habit of just anytime a problem arises or potential problem, I just sit back and observe it. And without those books, I would not have um, been able to even recognize that I could observe it. Sure. And then also uh, the teachings of, of Muji, who is somebody that I found on YouTube, man, he's a, a okay. Jamaican spiritual teacher that um, I, I've never met him, but I yeah. feel like uh, he's like a grandfather. Oh, okay. Uh, based upon the stuff that I found during the time that I was going through that dark moment, um, he, man, the stuff that he speaks about on spirituality and such, such a, it's not the the typical guru way. It's just such a simple approach yeah. that it just helps you uh, uh understand the true power that we all have as human beings yeah interesting i love man. when you when you stumble on something like that and like yo how did i get this far without man. this you yeah. know yeah, yeah, yeah. I have those and moments videos been a bit and the videos i've been watching typically range from like 12 years ago oh, shit. to yeah. nine years ago yeah so, so they've been, been there. out there yeah yeah <laughs> but i think we gotta find we right. have to find that stuff at the right time, which makes you wonder what else is out there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you you go down that you go down one rabbit hole, and, yeah. and it's it's crazy because Muji is what literally led me to somebody else saying, "Oh, you're into that. You should check out the Power of Now." Right. Oh, okay. So I okay. went a whole other direction to yeah, get there, yeah. but uh, I'm just grateful that I got there because I used to take a lot of things personal. I used to take. Mm. I used to be ultra like I think most artists. And producers can relate to that, even if they don't want to relate to that. Right. We can be very extremely sensitive creatures. Sure. Right. You got to think our craft calls upon us to pull some of our happiest, saddest, darkest, depressing, yeah. broke, riches, whatever moments. And we have to pull from those on call, right? right? We get a beat and it's like, what does this remind you of? What story are we going to pull from? Well, I got to really tell the details of the story and relive it. Yeah. That's like opening up wounds on Absolutely. a regular basis. And so, uh, or opening up, uh, uh, you know, band-aids on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I had to be able to now, as I got older, to look at it and say, okay, if my mind has, my, my mind, my, my mind, okay, has the ability to think a thought yeah. Right. Something that is not of the mind. Something that says like, man, you suck at producing. Yeah. And another part of the part of my mind, let's say it's the mind, says, why would you say that? Like, where did that thought even come from? Yeah. 
the fact that I have the ability somewhere within me to observe both of them having a dialogue. Right. Who's the observer? Mm. And who's observing that observer? Because mm. obviously I'm observing that as well. Yeah. So uh, when I heard that, mm. it threw me and I heard that from Moji. Okay. Uh, who's watching the watcher. And so I sat down and I, I, my wife knows she woke up that morning because I had my morning regimen. I was up early in the morning. Yeah. I was just sitting in the chair and I just thinking. <laughs> yeah. it, it messed me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that simple, it, it may sound like you may have to, people may have to go back and run it back because like, what's so crazy about that? But when you really sit with that idea, you start yeah. to realize that there is a power within you that is more powerful than anything external that you could bring to yourself. What if it, what if you recognize that there is a power within you that has all the answers that you ever looked for? If you ever think about it, when somebody puts you on game or they give yeah. you information or they, it takes you having an understanding of the words that are there in front of you to resonate with them and to put it into action and to understand it. Oh, that's a bar. Sure. But is that really out of your own inner comprehension? Right. Does no, that make sense? It, it, it absolutely makes so, sense. I, it makes me think like all the answers are already there. Maybe our journey is not about finding people that can help us and 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 give us the answer. Maybe our journey is all about meeting people that can help us clear the lenses that's right in front of our eyes. Yeah. And so that's what I've been focusing on is, you know, um, recognizing the power within me so that whenever I have a thought that because it still comes up, it's, it's a part of our lives sure. that comes up that's not genuine and pure to my pure self right i just sit back and observe i don't react i don't say i just observe just look at it for what it is and the simple act of of observing and knowing that i can observe puts yeah. me in so much peace that i just i just let it pass like a cloud i keep moving that's so amazing to hear that that just kind of blew my mind that's <laughs> awesome that's so that's so awesome yeah just like not being yeah. reactive that's something like you just put it way more eloquently than I could ever. But like, that's definitely something as I've gotten older, I've been trying to be less reactive. Right. You know, right. and like you said, like creative types, like ooh, emotional. We, it was supposed we have to be, to be yeah. that. It, yeah. It, it, a freestyle is literally the most reactive. Sure. Capability. Like in order to be great at it, you have to literally look at this person that's walking up to the cipher and say, like my man's here in the red sweater, something, something, something. Yeah, yeah right. He right. says I'm whack, but I'm better. Like you're literally right. are pulling upon everybody and everything that's in there, yeah. and that makes you efficient at what you're doing, being perceptive of the world around you. But everything comes with the positive and a negative. Yeah. And so having that skill is amazing to be so perceptive, but it can make you over perceptive. Sure. And it can make you look deeper into things that are around you. Without looking to the look at the looking at the things that are right within you at this moment in time, and so yeah. you know, twenty twenty has been my time so far to focus on as much in the right now as possible. I know that sounds extremely cliche, but uh, it sounds amazing. <laughs> de depression lives in the past. Yes, anxiety lives in the future. When oh. I was told that, easy. I've never been told that, but I'm going to tell Confucius. it to everyone. Confucius. 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 I've he heard said, of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it, uh, it was a meme that I found it on. Confucius no said, shit. Okay. Uh, but basically saying that, uh, in in my, I'm not saying in his words, but basically yeah. he's saying that when we are depressed, we're living in the past. Mm. When we are in anxious, we're, it means that our mind is living in the future. Okay. When we're at peace, we're living in the right now. Mm. When you think about, because I'm somebody who's, who, who still to this day, 
um, you know, I have my battle with anxiety. Yeah. Um, there's things that have helped like CBD. I wish that I would have known better because I've always been like somebody who I don't like smoking because I just get so much anxious anxiety, but Same. CBD, no THC. Um, a company approached me about using their product and doing like a, a, a you know, like a, like a brand collaboration. Yeah. And I did it not really expect, like knowing what to expect and I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I don't feel the anxiety. I don't, and I don't like taking stuff just to take it. Sure. And, I, and it leaves me at ease. But um, I'm at peace because anytime I feel my brain starting to say like, man, this is this reminds me of that time and da 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 da. This is the same thing's getting ready to happen. Or I'm sitting here like, man, I hope this next you know sound pack that I'm working on gets a whole lot of downloads. And I'm like, da 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 da. Yeah. The future is none of my business. Mm. And if it is my business, because some people don't agree with that statement. I was, okay. I, was talking, I was talking about talking about pops about that. And he's like, I don't know about that. The future is your business. Well, if it is my business, that's a better argument for me to stay within the right now and do whatever I can right now, because that's all that I have yeah. to prepare myself for the future, sure. ultimately. So sure. in other words, for me, I, and I'm going to say it, the future is none of my business because we learn that even from uh, 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 God rest his soul and, and, and his and his daughter and and, and the other uh, passengers on that that helicopter. Yeah, life can change just like that. Right. So uh, those plans that he had for the rest of the day. Yeah, gone like gone. that. And mm. so I, I I don't take that lightly. And I think that people who deal with anxiety this is what I was going to get at. The people who yeah. deal with anxiety, the thing that we forget about when we're in the midst of it is that. Nine times out of 10, it's nothing right there in front of us. It's not a gun that's right there pointed at us. Right. It's not, you know, uh, uh, our car going off the side of the road. It's not, it's none of that. It's always where our mind takes us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like it, it may be something so minor, like, you know, uh, and people don't recognize like these things that happen. I didn't recognize it either, but, uh, a certain song plays. Okay. Give an example. Yeah. You and I are at a funeral and in the background, Somebody's playing like I don't know uh, Charlie Brown. Do, 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 do. Yeah, They're playing yeah. those keys on the piano because it's really soothing, it's really relaxing. And then I pat you on the back and I say it's gonna be all right. What you don't know is that I created a trigger for you in the future. Now, on the way to work, you may say I have my mm. relaxation playlist, and you know what? A Charlie Brown song comes up. Do, 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 do. You're not thinking about it. Mm. You're feeling something, but you're not thinking about it. And then you go to work and then you, you're at the desk and then somebody says, you're doing a bang up job. Yeah. Trigger, trigger. All of a sudden you feel this overwhelming anxiety that you don't know where it came from. Yeah. But that's the power of physiology. That's the power of a uh, focus. That's the power of these things that can trigger us, especially when they happen to us in traumatic times. So anxiety is still some sort of focus on the past are some kind of anxiety of the future. Mm -hmm. When I recognize that, I realize, especially like, like when I'm when I'm like I, I got sick with the flu uh last month, like really, really bad. Stomach flu so bad. Yeah. And then in the midst of me being sick, I started having all these uh depressing thoughts. And I was like, Yeah, my new commitment is I don't trust any thoughts when I'm in a vulnerable position. I absolutely subscribe right? to that. That's exactly how I am. No more. No, it, it, and I'll let you elaborate on it. But I'm like, yeah. I, at, at that point, I'm like, you know what? So many times that anxiety comes, it's a liar. 
Y- yes. It's a liar. It's a liar about what's actually happening in the present because nothing is happening in front of me. Right. Anxiety and, and, and traffic. Nobody got in an accident. I'm just now feeling a little bit tense because I've been sitting down and and I'm thinking about the last time I had an anxiety. It's not about what's happening in the present. That's why people tell you, stay in the moment, stay in the present. And so I've been focusing on that and nothing else. And it's been helping me day to day to really, really just find a nice, peaceful balance Yeah, um, through work, through fatherhood, through marriage. And um. I just don't want to break that up. <laughs> yeah. No, I, absolutely, man. Um, let me reset this real quick because mm-hmm. I'll never recover if we, if it's all we good. miss any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the podcast. I don't do it anymore. We just had a long conversation. Either yeah. way, we had a great conversation. Oh, absolutely. I'll take that. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, a thousand pardons for the interruption, but I want to take a second and give a shout out to our sponsors, Illuminidal.com. That's spelled I-L-L-U-M-I-N-I-D-O-L. Dot com. What is Illuminidal.com, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. So if you, if, if you watch this this conversation on YouTube and all the conversations on YouTube, you'll notice that I have some some prayer candles, some some saint candles in front of me and, and my guest. One of them is of Mac Miller. The other is of Anthony Bourdain. One is of Dave Chappelle. And the other is of Jason Momoa holding a, an adorable lamb. These candles were designed and distributed by my friends at Illuminidal.com, and you can get you can get candles just like them. You can get candles just like them. In fact, their selection of celebrity prayer candles is is so vast and overwhelming that that you 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 might you might go broke. And you know, I'd like to help you out with that by giving you my special code. If you enter OTWD at checkout, you can save yourself twenty percent on your entire purchase. And it's free shipping after after a certain a certain dollar amount. I think it's fifty dollars. I don't know. I'm 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 talking out of turn. But thankfully, uh, you're gonna spend more than fifty dollars anyway, so you're gonna get free shipping. They not only have candles, but they have air fresheners. They have throw pillows. They they have a lot of things. I I was I was I was a customer before they were a sponsor, and I'm grateful that the stars just aligned in such a way that, that you know now we now we kind of work together. So again. Go to Illuminidal.com, that's I-L-L-U-M-I-N-I-D-O-L.com, browse their incredible selection. If you see something you like, which you will, at checkout, enter O-T-W-D. That will save you 20% on your entire purchase. All right, there goes the business, baby. Let's get back to Curtis King. No, but something you said, you said you're no longer, I can't remember exactly how you said, but I've always, not always, let's give myself a lot of credit. I've recently developed this philosophy where if i'm if i like you said you had the flu yeah yeah if i'm if i'm sick if i have a stomach if there's anything weird you know what i mean mm-hmm. even like self-imposed like if i'm hungover i try not to be you know what right, i mean right. but <laughs> i then the dark thoughts start coming we start sure. going to the dark place right sure. and and before i would just ride with that and just end up wherever it took me yeah these days i'm more like okay this is no time to analyze your life. Mm-hmm. You know not, what I mean? the, not, not, we're not going to put that on the table right now. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. We're not talking. <laughs> we're, we're not going to think about our goals or, or what we have to do. We're not going to think about that thing you said or your dad told you when you, you were a no. kid. You know what I mean? Like everything through this lens right now <laughs> yes. is completely cloudy and shitty right now. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just like being drunk. Just like, you know, you say some crazy shit. If, yeah. if you're drunk, you know what I mean? That's no time to be no. having discussions no. with deep discussions. No. You know what I mean? It, leave it even, if, even if it comes, it, it, it lubricates it so it's it comes easier yeah you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean it should come at yeah. that time and, and, you know what and, I mean? and that's where i think you get in a habit of observing yeah and you look you realize that negative thoughts addictions all these things are clouds 
that it's almost like it's a cloud coming before our eyes and we got a decision. Am I going to take it? 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 I'm focused on it. Mm. I'm focused on, okay, I got to take that cloud right now. That's such a good way to put it. But if you're able to just kind of like be that person, be that kid with your with your, your hands on your on, on your head. You're just looking up at the clouds on a, on a mountain, like on, yeah. on a hill, and you're just looking at the clouds. You kind of feel the sensations, but you do nothing. Yeah, that's that to me is 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 the greatest thing, especially for anybody who struggles with like weight loss. Yeah, um, you know, you didn't do anything wrong by thinking the thought. Mm-hmm. Right the 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 part that actually hurts you was thinking the thought and reacting to the thought, mm. and so. It's okay to think the thought and just kind of sit back and, like I said, let that cloud pass because eventually it will pass. The same right. way that the first thoughts you had this morning yeah. has shifted so many different ways yeah. since we just got into this conversation right now. Same yeah. thing for me. So um, it's going to pass. It's going to pass eventually. And, you know, don't be afraid to – that's why for me, like, I had to take a chance with the CBD uh, because it it offered me assistance. Sure. And and I had been such an old dog with my habits that I needed a little. I, I felt like I deserved a little bit of assistance yeah. to kind of help me work through, uh, you know, my my focus with anxiety. But I'm serious about it. And so between using the CBD products, between getting rest and getting sleep and recovering my body from the damage that I'm sure I put on it as an artist and producer sure. in my 20s, I. Uh, that has given me a place where it's like, all right, now we can finally focus on not just uh, uh, waiting for the clouds to pass, but actually doing something about the foundation, doing something about why do we think the thoughts that we are thinking. Right. And that's a battle that a lot of people don't, they don't want to look in the mirror, um, but I'm always prepared to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Had had you had any uh, assistance before? Like, were, have you ever dabbled in medications for for these nah, type of nah, things? Like, no, like I've I've had times where where I took like um, well, I don't know what it was. It might have. Like, that's just bad. Sounds bad, but yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, this, it was. I drank some water. It was cool. Homegirl Xanax or something. No, yeah, no, it, yeah, it, yeah. It was something along the lines of that. It was something that it was like Zoloft. Or, it was something yeah, I yeah. forget what it was, but sure. at the time she showed me all the information and it looked like it made sense, and I just didn't like the fact that. It felt like a lazy, like, and I'm not not dissing anybody who sure. uses it, but for me, right. I felt like, damn, if I wanted to feel like this, I could have did other things to feel like this. I don't feel better. It just, the, I feel like, and there's nothing, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that because some people need an opportunity to yeah. just click all of that stuff off. Yeah. But for me, I didn't want to, it was hard for me to be productive with sure. whatever I had. And so I said, you know what, let me... Uh, you know, let me just work through this myself, the, the natural way, the purest way right, or whatever. Right. And that had a ceiling. And so for mm-hmm. me, that's where CBD came in. And I was just like, I feel more at ease than I have felt in probably 25 years mm. of my life. Yeah. Um, and I'm 35, right? Yeah. And, and this is throughout my career. And I feel like for the first time, I could I can be silent. I can stop letting my mind go like crazy, but I don't feel like I'm not going to be able to work. What CBD did for me was it shut down the prefrontal cortex, mm-hmm. which is responsible for overthinking. Right. In doing that, I was able to be at peace when I'm actually relaxing and mm-hmm. even at more peace when I'm producing and making music, yeah. which I didn't expect. But 
That sh- that's what happens when you're what they call your flow state. Your flow state occurs when your prefrontal cortex that is in, 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 in your front part of your brain that is responsible for uh, thinking and overthinking and, yeah. and, and emotion, emotional attachment. It shuts down temporarily and you get into this flow state where it's just step by step by step. By, it just flows. Everything just mm. goes. You just feel like you're Mario with that star and yeah. Super Mario. Yeah, yeah. That's what occurred. It has been occurring for me for the last uh, two months since I've been since I've been uh, since I've been with the CBD. So yeah, um, all of that helps. All of that helps. Uh, I, but but yeah, the, the medication just wasn't what wasn't for me. And right. I feel like for for the way that I want to go, I couldn't have something that was like slow down. Yeah. And go to sleep. It just wouldn't work for me. No, I understand, man. I, I've definitely, I've tried different medications and it's like, cause you mentioned productivity, like it might take the edge off, but it also yeah. makes me less productive and not being productive is what's <laughs> bumming me out in the first this? place. It takes the edge off, but it also takes the edge off. Yeah. <laughs> right. <Yo. laughs> it's, 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 it's literally what it is. Most people wouldn't understand <laughs> that. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Yo, I like my edges. Yeah. I just, you know what I some, mean? Some of those edges <laughs> yeah. are good. Like yeah. not, every, not every part of the edge is, uh, is detrimental to you. Uh, you know, everything... And what do they say? In moderation. Everything uh, in yeah. moderation uh, is not life or death for you, right? right. But right. Uh, in moderation, in, in, in controlled moderation, and most folks do not have that control. Most human beings don't have that control. But I think it's important to, to be able to say, you know, like, like you said, I want my edge. Yeah. I like parts of my edge. Yeah. But then also, too, come to grips with the fact that part of that edge requires a certain level of angst, a certain level of anxiety, because without yeah. that anxiety, where's the urgency? Right. Mm. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yo. So I'm, I'm, and I think that's, that's, that's the bigger thing is, yes, we have now like, like uh, medicine and we have, you know, natural medicine, all these different things, subscription, all these things that can, that can literally prescriptions that can help us in ways that we never imagine as human beings. Yeah. But do they address the bigger battle that we must all face at some point in time, which is what is at the source of this? Yeah. Because even if, like you said, you take something that knocks the the edge off, uh, one, it's going to fade away at some point. Yeah. And two, them problems ain't going nowhere. Right. If they take a nap, they take a nap, but they still not going anywhere. Sure. Do you think, do you think that's a societal thing? Like, is that a Westernized thing, or do you? What, what, I, I think it is. I think it is Western, human. Western, yeah. de- definitely yeah. a Western uh, a culture, and and it's and it's crazy because the more that I like tap into folks like Moji and yeah, uh, I and and I, I see what the people who ask him questions who are from the same area, their default is a lot different than our default. Yeah, and also too, like it's not that we have, um different technology than that they have. I just think that our relationship is a bit more dependent upon uh, technology. Uh, Simple things like even the way that we consume books, right? Right, I feel like there's there's a lot more people now, at least within my circle, that Mm -hmm. go to audio books as opposed to sitting down and it's old fashioned to sit sure. and read a book or even to write out a thought. Yes. When, when scientists have literally said that, that when you write it out as opposed to type it out, uh, it stays with you because mm. uh, there's a neurological response that that just it it it's it stays with you because of the 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 uh, the process of writing. Sure. And so um, 
I want that. And maybe that makes me old school. Maybe that makes me like, you know, not kind of like the the typical in, in Western culture. Right, but, right. Um, I feel like those things matter. Writing it down. Helps, your, it helps. It helps. Yeah. 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 And, and, and if you helps you retain it, uh, why not do it? And once again, going back to the beginning of what we talked about in this conversation, I feel like ultimately all the answers to all your complex questions is a simplistic approach. Mm. It's always a way to simplify it even more. Yeah. And um, that 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 is the key. The key I'm realizing the older I get is not a question of more. More doesn't solve as many problems as less does. Mm. Yeah. But we're all obsessed with more. That's what Western right. culture right, right. is about. Like society is about more, 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 more technology, more upgrades, you know, uh, uh, more ways for me to be at home while you deliver my food to me, more right, ways right, for right, right. me to get a million movies in one subscription plan, more. Yes. We want more, more, more. It's so obsessing, everything in our society. But the people who tap into what we really want found a way to focus on less and do less. And it doesn't mean be... That doesn't mean uh, uh, be less than your than your uh, capabilities. It just sure. means putting your max into mm. a micro that matters. Mm. Yeah, completely fine right? with that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm focused on now. Instead right. of instead of saying, "Yo, I got the ability to do this," because you know, like like you ask a producer, well, yeah. "What's your style?" I do a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't do a little bit of everything. I don't mm. want to do a little bit of everything. I, I love do. It. I do this. I make yeah. soulful music. Yeah. What does that mean? Listen to it. It's soulful music. Does that mean I'm using only chop samples? No. It just means that my music carries uh, 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 a very soulful tinge that is that is. I can't get away from. Yeah. So then what is your sound design like? It's soulful sound design. Yeah. So if me finding that umbrella and, and, and realizing that that is ultimately, uh, no matter what I do, that's going to be a part of what I am. Uh, one of the greatest things I read in a book about marketing is replace the word brand with reputation mm. and replace the word content with message. Mm. What book is this? Ah, uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's called Seducing Strangers. Okay. Um, and I think that it's it, well, I know that it's it's one of the producers of a of a TV show called Mad Men who made this book. Okay. But he said replace the word. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you to re of course, repeat that. Of course, replace the word brand because everybody talks about yeah, I want to I want to learn ways to build my brand up. Yeah, yeah. Just say reputation because mm. now when you say that, it's gonna change your relationship with it. These words are very pale, you know, uh, 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 soy tinged. Uh, words that don't have any relation to us, <laughs> our emotional attachment, yeah. like brand. That we don't yes. reputation. Mm. That that we all resonate raise, with that. We yeah. all resonate with Absolutely. that, right? And so when you think about how can I build my brand, instead of saying that, saying how can I build my reputation, mm. that gives you ideas. Other side of mm. it, man, Curtis, how do I build up content for my social media? I hate that word, and I just used it because right. I thought, <laughs> but, but but we have to do it in context. We know exactly yeah, yeah, what we mean yes, when we say yes. that. But if you said, and this is really, I guess, the conversation I'm talking about is not necessarily on the front end. This is a back end conversation you have with yourself as you're brainstorming with yourself or your team. Yeah. Um. Instead of saying, "Man, what kind of content am I going to drop on Instagram today?" Just say, "What kind of message am I going to put on Instagram mm. today?" Yeah. All of a sudden you start thinking about message. Well, what what is my message? Well, my message is all about, you know, uh preservation of the mind, the body, uh, and having peak enjoyment also with peak performance. Mm. So who else is talking about this? 
How else can I share that? Is there a photo that 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 I could put a quote on that maybe resonates with that? All of a sudden, I'm getting ideas. Yeah. Do I want to share a Muji video in which he talks about the necessity to spend time with yourself? I think that's pretty spot on to my reputation sure. and my message of putting this out there to this certain demographic. And so yeah. when, when I replaced those words, this became a cakewalk. Like what we're mm. doing is no different than what we were doing on, 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 uh, when I had a blogger account, a blogspot account yeah, yeah. and I had a, 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 a Tumblr, like this is no right. different. It's right. just now we're doing it in a different platform. Yeah. I, I love it, man. <laughs> Yo, I love it. Um, cause we've been talking about books. It should be mentioned. We we already talked about it. You fucking wrote one. How did you? Yeah. Just, who just writes a book? Yeah, man. I would. Don't ask me. I wasn't looking to write a book. I, I, at the time, I wasn't looking to write a book. I really yeah. wasn't looking. I made a video. Uh, so for those that, you know, maybe maybe you didn't. Maybe you knew me as an artist and as a producer early yeah. on in my career. Excuse me. And you didn't understand what happened and why I started stopped recording music as an artist or started yeah. doing less of it and more YouTube videos. Um, after reading the book, The Go-Giver, mm -hmm. a huge shift occurred in which I realized one of the biggest issues in hip hop, at least at that time, was that uh, this old versus young topic in which right. you got OGs who were mad at the young dudes for wearing skinny jeans and rapping like this and oh yeah, that's mumble rap and you got the young dudes who are mad at the OGs because yeah. it's like well you never taught us the way or y'all are yeah. just y'all are boomers yada 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 like all this stuff is going back and forth and I recognized that I was a in the middle because I was a middle-aged rapper right so at that point I looked and I said you know what I'm the only one that both sides will listen to mm. and it was fact in terms of my life like talking to MERS. MERS, like, besides him being my mentor, like, he really looks at me as a brother, and he'll ask me questions about, you know, uh, 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 music, just business-related stuff, and even just life stuff we'll go back and forth on. Yeah. And then the flip side of that is I have a younger artist uh, uh, that, that I, you know, looks up to what I'm doing, and they'll come to me feeling like I'm not going to judge them. Right. So, mm. I'm in the middle. Yeah. So, this is my opportunity, even though I just had an album at that time that was like, top 20, like uh, Hip Hop DX called the top 25 albums of that year. And they mentioned mm. my album, Raging Waters. Yeah. That's a time that I should have been putting my foot on the gas and going. Yeah. Um, but I said, at my prime, I feel like I can have such a bigger impact. And I feel like I can also um, truly get what I want to achieve through the vehicle of giving. And so I gave what I felt like had never been given to me early on or what didn't get give, given to me, which was just information. And it was such a taboo thing to do because- Yeah, I was going to ask, what was the yeah, reception man. like? At first, people were rebelling against it. Like yeah. not, not the people who were getting the information, the people on the back end who knew it was legit. Right. They were mad at me because they were like, How, what the hell are you doing? Like you, you giving away game? Like I gave yeah. you some of that game. But it was like, why? That only, ex I shouldn't say it only exists, but- that is such a bad attribute for our genre of hip hop yes. because it holds us back from growing as an entire industry, not yes. making more money. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. Growing in terms of actually maturing as an industry and putting us in a, in a power position to where we call our own moves. It's the reason why we continue getting bad deals from people who are outside of the culture. Right. Because they recognize that, oh, this is what you value? Oh, that's pennies that's to easy. me. Take yeah. that. Yeah. But 
uh, what I recognized was that, damn, I was listening to a podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire by yeah. John Lee Dumas. And he he had a format in the very beginning of his podcast where he would talk and ask the same exact questions to every multimillionaire that he talked to. Every single one of them, uh, he asked the question, what are your streams of revenue? Mm -hmm. And every, I kid you not, bro, every single one of them had at least one stream of revenue that involved teaching, teaching mm. or giving. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, I felt like somebody had given me like like top secret documents. I listened sure. to it, and, you know, I listened to it. I was in the house. I was like, what the hell? Is this really the key? Because yeah. I keep hearing this. It's, it must be something to it. I read The Go-Giver and it said the same exact thing. Mm. And so the secret to giving is living. I heard Tony Robbins say that too. And I was like, you know what? Um, this is what I've been doing anyways. I just need to own it. Yeah. And so I owned it. I started creating videos and I got the backlash from the people who knew that it, it was good information. Sure. Who thought that I should have been putting my foot on my own career, like the gas on my own. I should be doing my own. And I focused in on the people who didn't, the, the folks who didn't have access to this information. Yeah. The the rapper who is in Montana who will never have have the opportunity right. to 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 chop up game with you know with mers or glasses or uh, the the multitude of people that I've 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 talked to in my come up yeah and then also haven't had the experiences that I've had right and so I just started sharing yeah and what I realized was that Martha Stewart, uh, Chef Ramsay, mm -hmm. all make careers. They're, they're 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 chefs. They all make careers on giving you every single piece of their recipe. Mm. Oh. They even have the audacity to give you their pots and pans and put their brand on it. Give you the spatulas. I use the spatula. Here you go. Yeah. They give you everything. They give you the recipes for like their their best cheeseburger, how they saute their onions and all of that. And mm. none of them worry about you replacing them or taking them out of business. Why is that? There must be something to the to, to the idea that they become more powerful the more that they share. Mm. Because you're now, and the more value you give, yeah. the more valuable you become to that audience. Right. So I can't say, I say like, okay, Martha Stewart's biggest recipe is a fried chicken recipe. What if I took that recipe and then I made my own and I just like changed a few things? I don't say I didn't change anything. And I yeah. tried to open up a restaurant right next door to her that's called Stuart, Stuart Martha. Yeah. I'm not putting her out of business. Right, right. They're going to look at me and say... Oh, you're inspired by Martha too? That's that's nice. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go into here. That's sure. cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think that in hip hop, that's something that the veil had to be lifted on that. Mm -hmm. And now I'm 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 proud that I did that because I look and I see so many more people. Like it ain't all great information, but so many more people are willing to share yeah. what they have learned. And I think that imprint is bigger than any imprint that I could ever ask for uh in hip hop because we get that right. We start teaching our own and we start teaching with the intentions of not like running somebody just through a funnel, right? And nothing right. wrong with funnel, but just running through a funnel. I'm going to give you a little bit of information and just let sure. you keep getting this. If we do it with gen genuinely wanting to give great information, yes. we are going to be uh, more than just a billion, you know, multi-billion dollar industry. Like we can get, it can be ridiculous. Yeah, we can. What I'm basically saying is, is we could level up and not just the money game, but we can level up in the power structure if we give ourselves the opportunity to be vulnerable, mm. to share, to to 
uh, uh, give this information to somebody because here's 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 the real facts about it. For those of you that are out there that are powerful figures that are listening to this and you feel like I'm not sharing nothing, chew on this for a second. Most human beings, even if you give them every single step of the way, won't do it. Yeah. Mm. They'll try it. Very good point. But the fact of the matter is most people who got information from me, they took something that was valuable to them uh, that may not have been the original intent of me giving the video. I wanted right. to teach them how to open up an email, how to, how to make their own email list. Right. They wanted somebody to tell them that they were worthy of having an email list. Mm. Right. I didn't recognize that. I just sure. saw them. I, I spoke to them as the entrepreneur that I saw them to be. Yeah. But they just needed somebody who believed in them at that point in time. So for 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 those that are scared about it, most folks, man, not anybody gonna take your sauce. Your sauce is not that important. Right. Your secrets is not that secretive. There's yeah. somebody out there doing something crazier than you that has shared everything that they're doing and they became more valuable because they shared it. Mm. So that's the old school way of thinking that, that I'm hoping to change the narrative. I feel like it's already changed dramatically on YouTube yeah. specifically. But um the secret to give it, the secret to, to, to living is giving. If you want to make a million dollars, find a way to create something that a million people are willing to pay one dollar for. Mm. If you can if you can find that value, right? Because we all get paid according to the the I forget this quote who it was from, but we all get paid according to the size of the problem we solve. Mm. The bagger yeah. gets he whatever the size of the problem of he, that, that that he's basically solving. He gets paid a certain amount for that, for bagging those groceries. Yeah. For the guy that's, you know, uh, uh, a professional athlete that has pushed his body to the limit to provide entertainment to millions and millions across, he gets paid a certain amount. Yeah. To the guy that owns the team that he's on, yeah, he, he gets, gets paid, paid a certain yeah, amount. So yeah. we all get paid based upon, the, you know, people, I know people like who who don't agree with that because like, what about teachers? Sure. But at the same time, we think about the access of information. Right. And it's 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 there. So you can make an argument, not saying that teachers are not important or they're sure. less valuable, but to the amount to the the size of the problem that you solve. There's a gajillion teachers out there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the teacher that teaches coding mm. is a teacher that gets a little bit more than the rest of them, right? Yeah. Or the teacher that teaches a a, a trade that uh most people don't have access to information on. Right. Or even decide, you know what? Forget the school system. I'm going to go open up a Udemy account and have my own. Now they get paid 400 per per course yeah. per person. Yeah. Right. So right. we get paid based upon what our society views as the, the, the size of the problem that we're solving. Yes. When I saw that, I humbled myself. Yeah. My raps are not that important. Mm. <laughs> my produ production is not that important. Yeah. But- Providing sounds to producers who want to have a sound like mine, that could be pretty important. That's the one. Yeah. And so um, it's just kind of kind of giving you like like a little free form of yeah, where yeah. my mind goes with that. Yeah. But that's that's an important thing to really uh, chew on. And that's what led me to ultimately doing the kind of work that I've been doing on YouTube. Yes. So to, to take it back to this book, what and it's I could probably answer this for myself. Oh, yeah, my bad. That was a question about the no, book, no, wasn't no, it? No, 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 no. Yo, honestly, leading up to this, I'm like, I could probably just like say a few things and this dude's just going to go oh, yeah, and I'm it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You're like, the, yeah, you're the ideal, ideal guest. Um, What was, 
the process? Did so, how long did it take you to write this book? So let me lead it back for why why I was talking about the YouTube. Yeah, I did a video called "The Biggest Lion Hip Hop," which I just talked about what that video was about. That got on the radar of a publisher um, who had his own publishing company named Maurice okay. Bassett. He watched that video and said, "I think you have a book inside of you, mm. um, and I think that you should you should uh, give thought to writing a book." Yeah, I'm like early thirties. I'm not even thinking about like writing a book. I'm thinking that's later on in my career. I'm not sure. even thinking about I'm big enough to be. But once again, we come back to that whole thing of leveling up and and challenging myself. And so he sent me an email and I sent one back. We jumped on Skype and he talked about his company and, and how he had a series called The Prosperous DJ, The Prosperous Photographer. And he wanted okay. to do one called The Prosperous Hip Hop Producer. Okay. And he wanted me to be the one that wrote it. Mm. And so- in the beginning, I just sat there and I was just writing. I was writing every, I was writing like a long ass Facebook post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know how to write a book. I sure, just knew, I, sure. I, 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 was, I was good in English class in, in high school, but yeah. uh, I know how to piece my words together. But the structure of a book just felt so overwhelming because of how much respect I have for the craft. Right. But one thing that actually his wife told me, uh, the publisher's wife, was write a table of contents first. Mm. And then from there, you have pieces to focus on. Sure. And instead of trying to sit there and type it out, take one chapter and just do your best to talk it out in as much detail as possible, like okay. on a tape recorder. And so that's what I did. Like I had my phone and I would just I would just like talk out stories that were important to the topic at, or the chapter at hand. And so the book itself, I broke down in, into... Uh, you mind if I grab the book? I forget oh, how many chapters I got. I'm, I'm up here. Please. My brain is all over the place. Please. Um, so basically, the book itself is how many chapters are we looking at? It is uh 13 chapters, and it goes as the tempo is chapter one, the snare, uh, the kick, the swing, the hi-hats, the sample, the melody. So basically it takes you through the process of creating a mm. beat. Uh, as I talk about different aspects of my life and what I and what I did in it was, um, for instance, the tempo. I talk about in the same way that the tempo was important for establishing how fast you want to beat to be. Yeah. The tempo of my life was established in the very beginning of my career. Mm. Right. Or the tempo of my career was established in the very beginning of that. And so I talk about that. Like I have a... Um, I have stories that I tell that tell you what is the foundation of my tempo. Why do I go so fast? Why does my brain work the way it works? Yeah. Um, the kick. I talk about the kick is the heartbeat of, a, of any production. Well, what is the foundation of my heart? Mm. Talk about stories about my mom. And so that's how I led it throughout the book. I tell stories of how, you know, I, I sort of maneuvered from being in my grandmother's patio working on beats on PlayStation to creating a six figure business with Curtis King Beats. And throughout every single, like certain stories, there'll be a QR code, a QR code that you can scan on your phone and it'll take you to a YouTube video that takes you right back to that time period. Right. And so um, like those features, man, made this such a great process because I got excited whenever I got yes. discouraged about, oh my God, how many more pages? Like I have so many stories I got to tell. I had to call people. Every time I got discouraged, uh, I got excited about what this would be for somebody who was... Uh, a producer feeling like, man, am I the only one going through this kind of shit? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And that goes back to your commitment because I know 
a hundred people who are writing books, who have been yeah. writing books, <laughs> myself included. And yeah. and it, it might not ever happen just because it's so easy to, to yeah, like you said, how many more pages? Fuck, there's so many other things I could be doing yeah. right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, you just then, committed to it. Well, then the flip side of this too is I, 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 I'll change what you just said. You said yeah. it might not happen. It may happen. What if it does? It, it, how about this? It may happen. And what if your bigger problem is, damn it, what's the cover going to be? Mm. Like yeah. it's going to happen. Like that, that 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 doesn't like. There's nobody that I think of, and I'm like, oh, it's not gonna. You don't have to. No, no. You you're, you're going to make that book. Yeah. But the bigger problem is, oh shit, I'm finally here. Right. How do I promote a book? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was at. Like right, I was so right. worried about putting words in a, and now yeah, it seems yeah. so ridiculous to where I know I can sit down and and, and write a book. I know what comes to comes yeah. to, to making it, but I look at it. It's so ridiculous. It's words in a book. Some of them are are bolded. Some of them are. But the bigger problem was, damn, how do I get people to read a book from me? How do I get it in Barnes and Noble? Yeah. So when when I was able to zoom out of my sort of my micro issue, which was just time management to get sure. that done, I started realizing like, you know, anytime that I felt discouraged about continuing to write this book, I reminded myself, what is the why? Mm. Because losing sight of the why is what procrastinates us. That's what takes, but that's not even the biggest issue. The biggest problem was <laughs> after it was out, it was like, it's I have the a now, book. It's the now what? It's hey, like after the pay due set, it's oh, like, okay, it, what now? now? What now, do we do now? It's out. It's yeah. out. And, yeah. and and I was told that if you write a book, you can get more speaking engagements. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I call it? It's out. <laughs> right, right, right? right. So Is my phone off? My, yeah, exactly. yeah. my phone, my, my yeah. phone working. Yeah, but no, yeah. it, it, uh, it, it, it's, we, we have to go through that. Like what you're talking about right now about yeah. like man I'm I'm on my, you're on your you're on your head or you're on yourself about not finishing we have to go through that yeah because ultimately that is going to teach us another lesson about ourselves and so now that I know that I did it it doesn't take pressure off it puts more pressure on you made a book yeah what can't you do so now when mm. I have a thought I'm like careful about this thought mm. thoughts become things y yes and they have become things right if you're gonna think this. Don't think we don't fantasize in his head. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I love that. I love that. As soon as I started saying I'm going to get a Tesla in 2020, not because it's not because like I'm I'm you know materialistic like sure. that. But as soon as I said it, every morning, I kid you not, every morning in the neighborhood that I live in, every single morning that I take my morning walk and I listen to Muji, I see a fucking Tesla. I yes, go ahead. White, uh -huh. black, blue, dirty, clean. Yes, every single day. Yes. On the way here, I saw two white Teslas behind each other. Yeah. It's to the point where it's like not being disrespectful to the universe, but it's like, okay, I fucking get it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I did this to myself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now I have to deliver on this. <laughs> I I'm laughing because my wife is going to laugh so hard when she hears this because yeah. I do the same thing with a Mercedes. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy a Mercedes and I don't really even care about cars. Yeah. It's, it's more just that no, I want to buy myself a Mercedes because right. I'm going to make it happen. I believe in myself and I think I'm worth a Mercedes. God yeah. damn it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And every time we're on the, we're in the road you like, see another yeah, one yeah see that's the car i'm gonna get you like that right you like it i should get that some, color is it's annoying some folks may say oh that's just chance you're just focusing on it more and may right. and that may be it i don't pretend to know everything or know what why things are happening but sure. it's pure it's pretty fucking peculiar peculiar yeah, it's yes. pretty it's pretty fucking weird yeah and so and so when i see that and i'm sure when you see that you, you think to yourself you know I, I think it's almost like there's a part of us within ourselves that are that is like 
that is testing the truth that we already know is, that, that exists. You mm. can have what the fuck you want. Yes. You can. You, there's a part of you that recognizes it so much that it doesn't. There's a part within you. There's a self within you, not your mind. It's detached from your mind. There's a self that exists within you that is not changing. Your mind, the reason why you can't put so much power into just your mind is because the mind you had at 16 is no way the mm. same mind you had at 26. Yeah. It's no way the same mind you had at even 16 to 18 is different. Yes. So the mind is changing. You can't say the body. The body is changing. Right. When I asked her earlier, who's watching the watcher? You can't say it's the body watching. It's not the mind or another part of the mind. Yeah. Right. The mind is ever changing. There are people who go brain dead, but there's a part of them in there that mm. is still alive and that sure. is still able to perceive things. So that being said, when I when I when I when I sit back, I start realizing maybe that's a part of me testing that pure pure self in me and saying, Well, you said I can get anything. Well, what yeah. what about a Tesla? <laughs> right. Those are pretty expensive. <laughs> Prove it to me. And then you, and then you, then I actually went to the website and I started looking at the numbers and I was like, not right now. Right. I but I can this, do it this I year. I the same thing. Yeah. And, was, and, and not yeah. even like, I'm not even trying to like, 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 like uh, flex or nothing, but I look sure. at it and I'm like. It was manageable. And then I started adding features and I was like, oh, so I don't even, I don't even have to, have to do like the, 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 the typical like cheap shit on it. Like I yeah. can like have what I want. Yeah. I don't and have I, to roll down the windows like this. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I'm looking yeah, at it, I was like, yeah. I was like. I'm selling myself so yes. short of what I can do. That's exactly that's Man. the that's the the words I was looking for. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because I'm, I'm tired of selling myself short. Because the way I was raised, not to I, I wasn't intentionally raised that way, but it's like people like us, we don't get Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. And sure. that's it's not about the fucking car. Yeah, it's, it's not, not about the it's car. Not, it's not. It's not. It, yes. what, what do you think it's more about? It's literally just, it's a cliche, but I believe in myself. Yeah. I, I literally, I'm tired of feeling like uh, th those cars are for other people. Because mm -hmm. we're using car in this example, but you can replace that plug with X, anything in there. Y, whatever you want to put that in there. In there. Exactly. You know? Happiness, exactly. a good relationship, mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm tired of, of feeling, and really, I've never really felt this way. I just have always kind of felt like I was... I once I feel like ashamed for thinking I deserve more. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I've been there. I had to talk a friend off the ledge about that recently. Yeah, because he's in a position where he is doing so well, but family that used to rely upon him uh, is not doing so well, and it's not even it's from a health standpoint. And he yeah. feels almost guilty of having more space and having more room. Mm. And he's like, "Man, I I just and I said, bro." Sometimes the biggest trick that a mind can play on us is convince us that our dojos are prisons. Mm. Said, you got to think about it. You have been used to your whole life being inside a small apartment in the name of family, which is beautiful that you made the sacrifice. Sure. Now God and, and, and life has gifted you a dojo yeah. where you have privacy where you have a space, be it temporary because he's living with, with a friend, be it temporary. You have your own space. You're like, I'm sitting here in this big screen TV and, and I, got, I, you know, I got a place to put my books. I'm like, that sounds like a dojo. Like yeah. that sounds like a place where you can now detach from the rest of the world and be your best self. And he's like, I never thought about it like that because I, I felt so overwhelmingly guilty. And I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, 
We all have decisions to make and we have all said yes and no to opportunities uh, and we've paid the price for them. And that doesn't just apply to us. That applies to family, that applies to parents, that applies to. And so you are not. It is. It's almost like I heard Muji said as he said, um, it's better to bless people than to say that you'll pray for them, because even sometimes our prayers can be made with egos in mind. Oh, that's right. a bar and a half right there. Oh my I thought goodness. about that. Like, yeah. like I'm going to pray for you. Like, oh, man, you're going through. I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. What if you pray for me? What if I'm like on my last dollar and you pray for me to have a big ass house and then I get that big ass house and you're like, that's going. That's what you need, a big ass house. Yeah. And you need like, you know, uh, uh, all kind of food in your house. And these things sound so great, but that is your perception of what I need in this situation. Mm. Maybe I need to be fucking broken, humbled in this situation. Oof. Yes. Maybe I need that more so than the 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 the, the blessings so that I appreciate the blessing. Because what sure. if I get it because you prayed for it? Now I'm here and I cannot maintain it. And now I start to this house that was whatever amount of money. I start to bring old bad habits there. Yeah, I got fucking Del Taco burrito <laughs> wrappers all around the motherfucker. Like, like it's just like it's like looking like like damn, like you treating this shit like a like a like a an yeah. apartment in Dino. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what what if I am not spiritually in a place where I am ready for that? What if what I, what if life is kicking me in my ass because that is the greatest gift that I could ask for right mm. now. Yes. And, and so I stopped saying that. Like I stopped saying that even though I do pray for people, I pray when I pray to God, I don't pray that, you know, that he solves their problems in the way that I think is fit. Sure. Right. So me even saying oh, like somebody, so interesting. Yeah. somebody who has like, so, like a family member that is, that is dying in a hospital. Yeah. Instead of me saying like, you know, uh, you know, I pray, I pray that she can pull through this. And like, you want that. You're right. You want that. But I think a bigger, bigger conversation is I pray that what is what I pray that what is ultimately right in your eyes yeah. is done mm. because you know what we all need. You know better than I could ever know. And then also, too, I hope that she is at peace. Yeah. And it's the same thing I would say about my own family member. That may sound cold, but that's why I said I read that book, uh, Thick Face, Black Heart. Yeah. And it helped me understand that. Evil plays a role in good and good plays a role in evil mm. without without some of the most heinous things to happen in our society. Some of the 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 the, the most beautiful and, and reputable freedom fighters would have never been born. Yeah. Right. But it takes mm. a fucked up time for them to come and be in existence. Right. And so, you know, you can't have a hero when everything is perfect. Sure. You can't have somebody that you 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 quote the you know the the Martin Luther Kings the the Malcolm X you cannot quote them if they don't if we don't go through right. as a people the things that we had to go through at that point in time so yes. I'm not saying that it's good I'm just saying that it is what it is right and and you have to respect it for what it is because mm. it produces good at the same time so I, yeah I stop you know I, if I if I say it. I say it not trying to be from a, a ego place where I say, you know, I pray for you. Yeah. It's just if anything is like I, that's me more so saying that, you know, uh, 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 I love you and, and and I want the best for the situation. Yeah. But sometimes what we have an idea of what the best is for somebody is not the best. Yes. It's how we perceive it to be. And that's the ego talking. 
Yeah. You know? Isn't so. that funny that if you even ask what's the best for you, we're we're all like so confused of what's the best for yeah. me, but somehow I'm convinced I know what's best for you. And yeah, that's what I'm right. going to pray for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like, crazy. For somebody, somebody may look at me and be like, because like right now, I, you know, I had a... Uh, uh, I was washing. I got a Kia. I was washing my Kia, yeah. and and I messed up the uh, the mirror, and it cracked. Yeah, and so like I had to tape it up. And so somebody be like, instead of praying for a Tesla, you had to pray for you know you you to get a new mirror. Right. No, I taped the mirror up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, there. Yeah. And, and I and I made the most out of it. Sure. I inquired how much it would be, and I said I don't think that I want to pay that. For a mirror. Absolutely. It's, cl- it's close to what I pay for the card note. Yeah. I'm not yeah. paying that for a mirror. No way. Right? And so yeah. if if it is if it is good and I have maintained it, oh right. Mm-hmm. Now I know what I have my 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 mind set on. And it's not even necessarily about needing more or wanting more. Yeah. It's just the fact, like you said, it's almost like we're 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 testing self again. Mm-hmm. Someone, you know, we we're pushing our limits because it's not about getting the car. Because guess what? With the Tesla, it's going to come times where it breaks down the oh, self-driving feature yeah. is not going to happen yeah. broken mirrors can happen yeah. that too yeah it's not above that but what the biggest thing that we actually want even with that mercedes you're talking about yeah is who you have to become exactly to receive that exactly right? that's what it is yes uh, absolutely and i again i apply that to everything like mm-hmm. the per and i this is not mine i heard this is comedian joey diaz mm-hmm. he, he said he said listen the person i am wakes up at noon every day. Yeah. The person I want to be, yeah. the person I'm striving to be, that guy wakes up at seven. Mm. You, know, you know? So, and that applies because the person I am, we drive good cars. You know what I mean? Drive right. a Nissan, whatever. Right, right, you know right, I mean? right, right, right. Fucked up around the edges, but same with, the, it's going to cost me how much to fix it, yeah, to get yeah. a dent I, out of I it? I just ride this thing yeah. to the wheels fall nah, off. I got this. fine. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but the person, it's not so much the person I want to become drives a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. The person I want to become, the person I'm able to become can yeah. take the necessary steps in sure. order to acquire that Mercedes. Sure. And, and maybe part of the lesson is, like even for me right now, and like I said, I don't, I don't pretend to know it all. Maybe the lesson for me now is, you know, how long I allowed this disfigurement of my mirror on my Kia yeah. is a it signifies how I treat my things. Mm. Maybe that's how I treat my Tesla. Right, right. But it's still problems that I have to address in a Tesla. Sure. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that that, you know, so, so many folks, man, they, they try to make purist viewpoints out of things like that or oh you shouldn't want that you know it's not about the car it's not about the da, 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 da. but it is about something for you yes and for me to judge somebody else for what they seek as valuable more valuable than something else that's me passing judgment it's none of my business absolutely even what people think of you or think of me it is none of my intellectual business as les brown says it it's none of my business mm. Because if I make it my business, I have chosen to stop what I am doing, stop what I'm working on, and deem your words to be more valuable than what I'm telling myself. Mm. That's yeah. scary. That means anybody who comes in here with a good enough argument can disrupt the peace that is within me. And I know that's mm. not the truth. Mm. Yes. For any of us, it's not the truth. Like we we may present our we may present versions of ourselves that are a lie that that we allow them to disrupt us but that's not who we are yeah we all have within us an indestructible force and the more we clear the lens up in front of us and recognize that the more that we're able to take uh those punches from life and 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 not have to wait on 
the punches or not have to wait on an emotional response. Like some people I know, I, I tweeted it the other day. I was like, the most difficult, challenging people to work with are people who need some kind of motivation before getting to work. Mm. They need the emotion of the, they need some kind of emotion. I need to get jacked. Man, we got to, no, no, no. Okay. Show up. Yeah. Yes, Show up yes, yes. and allow the muse to find you. Mm. The muse won't find you uh, 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 doing push-ups, right? right. Like the, the muse is going to find you already doing what you already do, which is work your ass off. Right. And you're sitting in front, like I'm sitting in front of a computer and I'm working on a beat. The muse ain't going to find me sitting down downstairs thinking about, man, I wonder if I made this kind of beat today. Man, I'll probably be back in my... No, it's going to happen when I'm actually working. Your zone yes. doesn't happen when you're out of your zone. Out of the zone. You got to be yes. in the place in the environment and sit your ass down to work for the muse to come find you. And um, that's been huge for me, man. I, that that makes me realize that any time that we have to practice on our crafts is a spiritual experience. Yes. That's everything. Yeah. Some people don't... Some people. Somebody woke up this morning and, and, and no longer has the opportunity that you have today that we're complaining about. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I do. That changes. I love it. Changes yes. a lot. And that kind of speaks to ritual, right? I've been reading a lot about ritual and like there's a book called The Power of Habit and and, and all these things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't think it was in that book. I, I should probably know the title before I start quoting It's all good. You it's know all how good. it goes. Yeah, the information is more important. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So it was like the first part of the book, she said she lives in Manhattan and just paraphrasing, she wakes up every morning at 4.30 in the morning and it's cold. She puts, she forces herself to put on her, her, her workout shoes. Mm-hmm. She goes downstairs again, Manhattan. So she hails a cab. It seems like a, a process. You right, know what I mean? Right. And she goes to the gym. She does it every day without fail. People ask her, you know, how do you get, how do you go to the gym every day? And she says, mm-hmm. the ritual is not going to the gym. The ritual is hailing the cab. If you put yourself Wow. Right? Yeah, that's a bar. I had to read that a few times. So she said, the ritual is not going to the gym. The ritual is hailing the cab. And you can't hail a cab without your fucking shoes on. You have to go outside to even hail the cab. Once you're in the cab, right. you're going to the gym. Yeah. So what's, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Because that, that reminds me of um something that uh, Mark Manson said in uh, Everything's Fucked. He has a book called Everything's yeah, yeah. Fucked, right? right? Yeah. So he talks about how... Um, there's a struggle in all of our minds between the emotional brain and, and the um and the let's just say the thinking brain, right? Yeah. Um, the emotional mind is the one that's like, or the thinking brain says, we're in terrible shape. We probably should go work out. We right. need to probably start a regimen and start for the next. They say 26 days it takes to build a habit. Let's start today. That's what the thinking brain says. The mm-hmm. emotional brain says, can we do it tomorrow? Yeah. And so what he was saying, Mark Manson was saying, the problem that or the 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 issue most people have with that is that they're trying to they're trying to fight the emotional brain and the thinking of the brain. They're trying to start a fist fight between them mm. that the emotional brain is going to always win. Mm. Even if you go and do the task. Yeah. You're not so emotionally invested into it that you're not doing your best. The emotional right. brain still won. Right. Because right. if you half-ass the work, the emotional brain's like, well, are you gonna really go this hard tomorrow? Yeah. Maybe we should just, you know, and I use that yes. voice to kind of like really no, signify what it is. I get it. But he says That's that what mine sounds like. Yes, yeah, mine's for sure. I, I think all of us. Yeah. Uh, but he says that the key is to 
fig if you're the if the thinking brain is actually what it is, the yeah. thinking brain should learn how it should know how to negotiate with the emotional brain. Mm. So he says this: what you just said about about uh in the lady in Manhattan is that put your shoes by the door and negotiate with your with your brain like this. Emotional brain, I know you don't want to go work out. Yeah. But how about this? Let's just put the shoes by the door this morning mm -hmm. or, 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 or tonight before we go to sleep. Yeah. Well, what's that going to do? I'm still going to work out. I know, I know, I know. That's cool. But just put it by the door. Mm -hmm. Then when you wake up, the emotional brain's like, ah, getting ready to lay on the couch all day and do nothing. And the thinking brain right. says, hold on, before we do that, would you mind putting the shoes on and just going outside? Mm. Just go outside and just look around. And the emotional brain is like, I don't know about this. It'll sound like a trick. Yeah. But but I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, just yeah. go outside and that's it. We're gonna come back in here. We're gonna eat like a pig, right? Right. Whatever you want to do, just do that. Then the emotional brain puts the shoes on and it gets outside, and the emotional brain says, Damn, it's a really great day today. Yeah. I don't know. Do I really want to take a walk? I think I want to take a walk today. And the thinking yeah. brain says, That's a great idea. Mm. I love it. Negotiating. So when I yes. started, when I stopped trying to fight, yeah, yeah, I started realizing that you have. It's like a child. Yeah, right. I, I, will, I will give you your cookie <laughs> if you take the medicine first. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, I will give you the cookie. Okay. Take the medicine. Got the cookie. Okay. So, so I yeah, think it's the same yeah. thing with that. Is that you have to be able to negotiate with your emotional mind and 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 be able to look at that and say, "Damn, okay." That's that's why there's been such a resistance. There's no resistance there because the emotional mind feel like it made the decision to go work out. Yeah. Because so so for instance, in that example, mm. that emotional brain goes and takes a walk, and it's like, I felt really good today after taking that walk. Yeah. Thinking brain says, how would you feel if you actually, I don't know, ran? Right. That's when I saw that, I was like. That's all I got to hear. I get it now. I and then the emotional, uh, the emotional brain wants to take all the credit. Like, wow, we're so healthy. Look at and us. And you know what? You let Look it. Look at us. Yeah, you oh, let absolutely. Because at the end absolutely. of the day, it's 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 driving both of those, right? Yes, yes. Like they, like the thinking brain. I think that's what makes the thinking brain so important in the equation. Yeah. In that it realizes my power is not trying to out emotion the emotional brain. Mm. It's an out thinking it. How do I out thinking it? By making it like you said. Yeah. Feel like it made the decisions for us. Sure. Yeah. Fine. I, I, I'll sit in the, basically he said that the, the thinking brain is in the passenger seat and the emotional brain is in the driver's seat always. Mm. Always. Okay. I love it, man. That's, that's crazy. What, what book is that one more time? By that's, Mark? Uh, Everything is Fucked. Everything uh, is Fucked. It's, it's, so okay. if you know, uh, what was the first one he had? The that, Secret Arts of Not Giving a Fuck yes, or the something secret, like that? Yeah, okay, the okay, subtle, okay, subtle okay, Art okay. of Not Giving yeah, a that's, Fuck. That's, that's what it is. It's yeah. an orange book. It's literally the same design, but in a blue book. Right, so, right. Uh, go check that out, everybody. Like, you know, especially if, if, you just want somebody to talk to you in a way that you, if you're sick of your own bullshit, yes. read books like that. Like I think it, it, it's, everybody needs that. That's why like, I love reading books by Grant Cardone. Uh, oh yeah. The 10X Rule is another it, one that yeah, I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a chapter called Stop Being a Little Bitch. I, I love like, it, bro. That's how that. I talk to myself. I that. <laughs> that's, how, that, that's how I talk to myself. And then I tone it down and talk to my son that way. But you yeah, can't right, say, right. yo, stop being you in a bitch right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But first, I got to have that conversation with myself. Sure. You know what sure. I'm saying? You got to leave my example, man. Yeah, yes, man. absolutely, man. My, my buddy told me that about, you know, because he was kind of like talking to me about the things he's learning about his son. His son's a lot older hmm. uh, than my son. But he was like, one thing he's figuring out in, in fatherhood is that 
your kids learn more by what you do yes. rather than what you say. He says, so I've been focusing on doing the things that I want him to do. Right. Right. Clean up your room. Well, your studio's yeah. not clean. So Yes. Yes. Why would I do that? And that's a win-win, man, because you hold yourself accountable. Yes. And then, and then yes. at the end of the day, his room's clean and your room's clean. Yes. You feel better when your room's clean. Everybody's in a better place. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a win-win. Yes. And the emotional yes. brain is taking credit for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I love it. I love it. I, um, I, just a few more things. You get yeah, on sure, time? I'm good. Yeah. I'm okay. Good. Okay. Good. Cool. I know you got a chance to work with Nipsey Hussle. Yes. I saw yes. a picture of you and Noah with him in the studio. Right. Right. What was that experience like? Um, you know, at the time, I, I knew, like, you, you know how you meet people and you're so in your own mind or your, your own bullshit that you don't recognize, like, this is a, this is a this is a special moment. Yes, that wasn't one of those. Mm. I recognized that that was a special moment because I was nervous as hell. Yeah. If you watch the 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 longer version, basically we Noah and I were invited and shout out to Merz because he was the one that really put that together. Okay. Uh, and he he's very tactful. Right. He, he's very like strategic. He knows what he's doing when he does certain things. He wanted us to be exposed to the energy of of somebody that was young as Nipsey. Right. That was. Uh, doing things so, so strong on an independent level. Yeah. And I knew we were in a room with somebody that was a boss, right? Yeah. Even before the rest of the world, I felt like really knew. We yeah. knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we basically were on a live stream to discuss the paid dues lineup that year. And uh, we had an opportunity to really just chop it up on a live stream, answer live questions, from people in there, and uh, he was just cool as hell. He was cool. Okay, it, it, because yeah. you, that's the same year that you guys same. were on. Well, we were not, we were uh, hosting one of the stages as Black Cloud. Okay, and he was coming on there because the year before something had happened where he where he was supposed to be performing on on paid dues. Yeah, but I remember something happened with like a plane or something. But yeah, yeah. The next year, uh, uh, Merz brought him back. Okay, uh, to be on there as one of the one of the headliners, and so. Excuse me, as one of the headliners, and so um, yeah, so like we were basically, we all had like our our kind of our script, like you know they told us in the beginning, you know you announce these names, you guys announce these names, and then just chop it up with the audience in there. But honestly, to to be in his presence, it, I didn't say it then, but I felt it then. I was like, I wonder if this is what it would have felt like to be around Pac, because you know. He was so far removed from my age group, Pac was. Sure. There wouldn't be an opportunity where I would be, you know, some 12 <laughs> or 13, whatever I was when he, when he passed away. Right, right. Uh, 11. I was, oh my God, I was 11. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I think I yeah. was 10. We're, That's crazy. we're basically the same age. Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. 11. Yeah. I wouldn't have been making no kind of beats that it would have put me in a studio with Tupac. But right. I sat there with Nipsey and I was like, there's something about his demeanor and his presence and the fact that he says, a lot less than you know that he knows, mm. but he does a lot of observing that lets me feel like I wonder that energy, like yes. that 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 energy that you're in the 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 presence of an icon. Mm -hmm. um, I felt that I felt that then in the making, an in, icon in the making, in the making, in the yeah. making. But well, I, I even think that for for the area that he that he's from, and for what he stands for in terms of the evolution of the hip hop entrepreneur yeah. and just entrepreneurship in general. Um, it's a lot of things that he was early to Bitcoin that he, he, I feel like brought into the culture in a way that 
folks that wouldn't have gave a damn about a Bitcoin right. started ca- caring about um, and a lot of stuff about mental health and, and preservation. And I think that people are recognizing now and, and kicking themselves in the ass for not yes. seeing it, but I saw it. Mm-hmm. I watched the interviews. Uh, uh, I I made a hundred dollar box uh, full of all of my CDs and DVDs, any all my music videos yeah. when I was with Black Cloud because he did the hundred dollar right. album. Right. Right. And so I knew, I knew it. I knew it. When he followed me, I was bugging out. Like yeah. when he fought, after that event, I was bugging out. Um, and so that was amazing to to at least say that I, I was in the presence of 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 somebody that that I has made that much impact on my life and the life of so many folks, sure. especially out this way, but really around the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I had to ask. I'd be remiss yeah. if I didn't ask. No, nah, it's all good. Yeah. It, and once again, we go back to the whole I it was such a that was such a quick moment. Right. It right. was a, a one hour live stream or, or something close to that, 30 minutes, whatever. We was in there for a good amount of time. And yeah, when the cameras weren't on, we weren't like in there. I, I wish I could say we was in there talking and sure, having all sure. kind of but he was he was very quiet at the time. And yeah, probably just how he did as a default. Just you never know who you around or who's saying what or um but I, I I knew that it was special then. That was one thing that I think all of us recognized. It was special to be in that moment. And um, when he passed away, man, I I I, I, I growing up was a, a, a biggest Kobe friend that you could even think of. But I took Nipsey's hustles passing a lot harder than Kobe's, mm. and not to compare them because I don't sure. think there's any comparison. Yeah, yeah. To anybody's passing, but um, it hit me harder, and I think it was because. One, it was on camera. Two, it was in front of his place of business in sure. broad daylight. Uh, three, you know, it was so unexpected and it was so an, a situation that could have been avoided. Yeah. Uh, it just, man, I, I I wasn't ready for that one. I wasn't yeah. ready for that one. But uh, it definitely inspired me to really take more advantage of the time that I have. Yeah. For sure. Th- that's that's a, the takeaway lesson right there. For sure. Yeah. You once talked about, and, and you refer to it as struggle rap. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And you you had said, it was a while ago that you were talking about that. And it made me look at the music I was listening to. And occasionally I'll still dabble in that. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. But, but just like you've been saying, the the trick is to be aware and be conscious of it. Sure. Right? Sure. And for for people who don't know what we're talking about, it's particularly in hip hop and even more particularly like in underground hip hop. Yes, for sure. <laughs> It's easy to get into into. I think I talked about this with Noah. It's easy to fall into that. Uh, you know, we label it as oh, we listen to conscious hip hop, conscious right, hip hop. Right, right. But underneath all, and not shitting on them at all. Yeah, you at know all, what I mean. I'm all. still a big fan of a lot of it. You know. Sure. But when you step back and you look at the diet, like your diet, your musical diet, you're like, wow. So this song's about fuck the government, but yep. not not like in a what watch. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get it anyway. Right, like, right. Poor me, like poor yeah. me music. The you know government I mean? is against me. Yes, yeah. My, my you know, uh, my friends are are probably snakes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. You know, the the this industry is full of snakes. Uh, that you know, uh, I sometimes doubt myself. Sometimes I don't want to live. Some right. Imagine if all those topics you remove the beat, mm. and you and I. Just talked about that for hours and hours upon hours. Yes. How about let's say the average album at that time was like an hour. Yeah. You and I talking about all the things that 
you're observing that are against you yeah. for an hour would be fucking draining. Absolutely. And you would probably, if I was doing that with you, you probably would feel like, man, I can't kick it around Curtis no more. Yeah, straight up. But put it to a beat, mm. add a nice cadence. People are literally being hypnotized into submission and have no idea. I yeah. was too. You sure? And that's not to, I'm not dissing anybody in the underground scene who does that. Right. I just want them to recognize that your tongue has power. Your mm -hmm. words have power. And if you continue to find yourself year after year, like I was in the same financial position, if not worse, no matter how successful you are uh, uh, in terms of building your following, could it have something to do with what you repeatedly repeat within your music? Yeah. And I'm not even talking about you got to talk about like what you want to aspire to have or you got to talk about having all of this money. I'm saying... Could the fact that you keep saying in every song how broke you are be the reason why not only you're broken financially, but you're broken spiritually? Yeah. Hmm. If 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 I and think about this, like I'm a I'm an independent artist that made songs about ratchet still jocking. Even sure. though I'm feeling bummy, man, a ratchet still, still jocking. jocking. I ain't got no money in my pocket. I did that on tour. Yeah. Across the USA. All across 25 states, 52 cities. And I told repeatedly, I repeated a mantra yes. of being broke over and over. You don't think that I came home broke? Yeah. I came home in more debt than I left. Mm. And I'm not saying that that was directly related. Sure, but sure, I'm, sure. I, I, what I'm saying is that you repeat something positive or negative, it becomes a part of your psyche. It becomes a part of the mantra that you believe in and it's so much more powerful when you repeat it because now it's even there embedded on a, on a on a subconscious level. Right. So a lot of the music we listen to, even if it's conscious or even if it's about, you know, uh, uh, F these females, da, 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 yeah. it's all promoting some kind of mantra or some kind of habit or some kind of way of thinking mm -hmm. that maybe at 16 sounds pretty lit. Yeah. At 28, Sounds fucking ridiculous. Yes. Right. And I'm yes. not like I said. This is not me making it an old against young. I'm just saying, if you know better, do better. Mm. Because you're gonna be in a situation where you're 16 years old and you're talking about what most 16 year olds can relate to. I don't got a whole lot of money, but like you know what I mean. Like like right, I'm right. I feel like I'm kind of handsome. The girls like me, or the opposite. Yeah. I ain't got a whole lot of money, and man, girls don't like me. Man, man, they can be assholes sometimes. Man, yeah. like they talk about me. And then you wonder 10 years from then, you're 26 and you're like, okay, I've been repeating the same thing. Mm. I'm still broke. Yeah. Uh, and then my fans are not even here with me anymore. Mm. Why? Because they decided that mm, doesn't relate to me anymore. Mm. You know yes. what? Mm, I met the woman of my dreams and I don't feel the same way about women anymore. Yeah. You know what? I had a kid and I don't think I want to have him in the car, uh, 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 committing to the same mantras that I committed to at 16. Yes. At six months. Mm. So mm. when I looked at it like that, I started realizing I was in the gym and I couldn't listen to my favorite hip hop underground records because I was like, damn, yes, it, there, there is beauty in consoling with others who are going through the struggle. Sure. There's beauty in that, but that's not the end goal. Right. The end goal is to help people get out of that struggle. Right. It's okay to say, Man, I, I, look, I know what you're going through. Yeah. It's, it's, I know what you're going through, bro. Like, I sympathize with you. 
But it's to me, it's more productive for me to be like, uh, uh, what can we do to help you get out that? Yes. Here's what I did. And I feel like this, these books helped me. Maybe this will help you. I feel like that's where I'm, I'm coming from with it. Um, I remember somebody said, uh, it might've been Les Brown, but he was like, you ever notice when people, when you set up, when you tell people, man, like, how you doing? And you say, I feel like shit, man, this day has just been dragging on. How many more people say, I fail you. Mm. As yeah. opposed to when you say, how you doing this morning? Man, I'm feeling fucking great. Yeah. And they're like, what's wrong with him? Right. Is less people who want to be there for that, for that yeah. moment to be happy. So if that's human beings, um, that has, that, that's why I, I, I say, you know, with, with a lot of the music, man, you got to be careful of what you're putting in your ears because you're probably spending more time with that than you're actually spending with your own thoughts and your own, uh, 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 self-building. Sure. So when I recognized that I was spending more time listening to artists that were, 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 that were consoling me cause I was broke as opposed to mm. reading books that were going to help me not be broke. Mm. I had to change something. Yes. Because I was tired of being fucking broke. I yes. didn't want nobody to pat me on the back and say, it's going to be all right. Fuck that. Yes. Let's, yes. let's flip this. Let's do something. Because I'm not finna be going through the same shit at 32 that I was going at at, at 16. I, yeah. I would feel ridiculous. Absolutely. As so, you should. As anyone should. Half your you life. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Double, yeah, man. You, 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 you trying to tell me you, you had 16 years and you're still young and you're like, okay, I didn't know no better. And then you doubled it. Yeah. And ended up in the same exact place. Yes. That's something that I, when you talk about like a, a relentlessness, I don't even view it as that because I'm just like, that's life or death for me. Right. I refuse. There's no way in hell 16 year old me who had all of these aspirations is going to look up. There's no way at 16 years old, because when we were all younger, we have these big elaborate dreams of where we see ourselves before we hit 30. Sure. There's no way that I could look at myself and in, in, in at 16 and say, Man, like, man, one day I hope, man, like after all this hard work, going through this industry bull that I'm I'm finna go through, yeah. all these collaborations, all these songs, all of these bad mixes and good mixes and going through engineers and going through producers, man, all of these things that, I, that I'm, I'm working to get to, I hope I'm in the same exact damn place that I'm in right now. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Who yeah. says that? Nobody. You know, but yeah. a lot of people live that it, by, right. by, by listening to stuff. So- uh, not to beat over, uh, you know, a dead horse, but yeah, that that's where I made a change from listening to struggle rap. Unless I had a better relationship with myself to understand what the purpose of that music is, struggle rap is good when you're going through the struggle yeah. and you need a hug. Mm. Okay, we all need a hug when we're going through stuff like sure. that. Sure, but if somebody hugs you too long, you can't move and you can't walk and do something mm. about that shit. I love it. So yeah. That's a, such a beautiful way to put that. Yeah. Nah, yeah, man. It's and that's that's definitely helped me personally. A lot of the shit you, you'd yeah. be talking has helped me, you man. know? But that's definitely one of them. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I got man. a question for you too, yeah, by the way, man. And we never talked about this too. Yeah. So you made an article. You remember the article you made? I did. You yeah. made an article. And uh, it took me by surprise for a few different reasons. Mm -hmm. And um, not because of, of of anything bad, but because it was, I guess, an eye opener to a dialogue that wasn't being had with me mm -hmm. because people weren't, I guess, telling me maybe what they told you or maybe okay. the, the conversations you had. For those that don't know, uh, there was an article that popped up, I believe it was either on your blog or your website. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of stuff that was going on at that time that was like 
I would check out every single post because I was promoting music. I had albums out and whatnot. You never know what somebody, especially when people do like, when people do a think piece about something that I've done, I try to read every single one of them. Right. Bad, good, negative, positive, doesn't matter to me. I want to yeah. read what somebody took their time to have thoughts about. And um, it was really like, it was kind of like you were kind of defending me, but then at the same time, I didn't know that that I needed to be defended sure. from, uh, 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 I guess the kind of like the overall topic of it was like, why don't people like Curtis King or why are certain people that don't like Curtis King? Mm. Uh, you know, and you broke down a lot of stuff that you talked about today, but I always wanted to ask you about that. Like yeah. what inspired you to write it or even made you feel like I want to get these words out there? Because I think yeah. that you 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 gave a very balanced point of view of, mm -hmm. well, I could see how people could feel this way, but at the same time, at the end of the day, he's doing this. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'd have to go back and read it. Yeah. Um, it's been several years, I think. I, I believe it was called The Audacity of Curtis yeah, King, yes, right? Because yes, you're yes, an audacious that was, that was individual. It. Yeah. And I mean that in the best way possible, right. right? And it's funny you bring this up because that is something I kind of wanted to talk about and if I was okay if we didn't get to it. But yeah. I just at the at the time, just in the company I kept, um, and it speaks more to the company I was keeping at the right. time, within the scene, you know what I mean? Sure. Other rappers, musicians and all that. Sure. You would come up occasionally and more often than not, and it it's more just a few people. Yeah. You know, and uh I don't even think they know you. They just know of you. Right, 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 right. right. And I would hear things like, you know. Curtis King is annoying. Curtis King is yeah, sure. thirsty. And I'm see, I didn't I don't know, I doubt anything like surprises you, right? Because no, hell no, like no, no, we've already on. talked yeah. about that. Like yeah, with yeah. that you've even said with that relentlessness, you know, you yeah. can come off really strong. Well then also too, I I know that there may be truth in all of that, but I think that that the the issue is when um the issue is when I when I what I would do in the past, which is take one of those things and let it define sure who yes. i am but yes. no that i think that anybody can make an argument for any that's why i always say like the the more i know the more i feel like i don't know yes uh but that's why like i say it was eye opening for me cuz i was like not so surprised that people felt this way but I guess the way that it was worded made me feel like, well, maybe it's a lot more people than I thought mm, that yeah. feel this way. And see, that wasn't my intention. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I, I don't know if it was like a like you tapped into an undercurrent that I would never cross with because everybody that I see and and I talk to are like, oh, Curtis, man, da, 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 sure, da, sure. Hey, you know, yeah. yeah. And see, and and really, what it was is, I never. I didn't feel the need to defend you. I, mm -hmm. I barely know you, especially right. back then. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I never joined that conversation just because I've always, again, let's give myself a lot of credit. I've, I've recently developed this philosophy. I never talk bad. I try to never talk bad about people who very clearly work a lot fucking harder than I do. Mm, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah well, regardless, regardless yeah, yeah. of wh whether I like what they're doing or, or whatever, mm -hmm. like, you know, if, if if he's working harder than me, if she's working harder than me, I'm going to shut the fuck up because mm -hmm. well, I have no room to talk about anything, mm -hmm. right? And so the company I was keeping at the time, it would keep coming up. It never really made me think about you because I already had my opinions on you, you know, mm -hmm. and they were good opinions. But it more made me think, okay, but like, why? Why do they feel this way? Because right. they hear the same music I do. Right. They see the same grind that I do like, right. on your part, right? And so what is it about? How can two people be friends 
and we have such vastly different yeah, perspectives yeah, yeah, yeah. on something. And so then I start thinking, okay, so this person that's that's saying these things, they're also you know this fill in the blank. They're mm-hmm, also miserable. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. also broke. They're also they would never in a million years have the balls to to go on camera on microphone or whatever, right? Right. right. And so they just play the background, the peanut gallery. Yeah, you know? and, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. then I realized it's it's the age old thing. Like, oh, it's just coming from a place of insecurity. Sure. You know. Sure, and ironically, sure. not ironically at all, you're now way more famous and accomplished and all of those people, you know what I mean? And, yeah, but it, and, and that's never, I mean, that's to me, like I, I, that's what you're talking about, what yes. you're developing in is the same thing I'm developing right now as mm-hmm. well. Um, in that I try to look at it. I try to look at things from a more balanced place because um, not to go too far off topic, but like sure. when I, when I, when I heard the news about Kobe and um, like I was couldn't believe that that I was getting text about him dying and um I get on social media which is that's always the wrong I feel like that's always the wrong yes. thing to do. <laughs> yes. Um I went on there and I started looking at uh the the trending topics to see if somebody had more information than the other people mm-hmm. and in the midst of that I saw like people killing off all of his kids. And saying like, oh, I think all of his kids were on the plane. Right. I saw people saying Rick Fox was on the plane. Yeah, I see yeah, people I saw that, yeah. and I'm like Regardless if it got proved to be not true, I still feel that. Right. It happened. I had an experience where I read something that was distressing mm. and it made me get so judgmental what got by people. People were making helicopter jokes. People were yeah. talking about the rape case before, you know, the smoke even clears off of the, sure. the helicopter. Yes, yes. And I started thinking to myself, before I pass judgment on these people. Flip the script. If this happened to somebody that I don't necessarily agree with the views of or like mm. the way that they do things like a, like a Trump. Yes. Would I be them? Hmm. Right. That's and, a good, and, and, yeah. and, and, and would I be justified amongst my friends to talk shit about, oh, he did this and this and that. And this right. is why would I be ju- my friends would probably like I'll be honest with you. My timeline. The, the majority of them would probably be talking shit. Yes. We'll probably be like, well, yeah, you see, see, that's why you can't do that. Yes. It's karma. Da-da. But if I'm looking at this and I'm saying I'm really on my spiritual journey and I'm really at a more balanced place in my life, I got to be able to insert whoever you insert mm-hmm. and say, do those same uh, 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 better than thou, you know, morals apply right. to the situation. And so I say that to say uh, that balance is something that that I'm. I'm grateful that there were dialogues like that. Yeah. Even for those people. Like I said, I, me being successful was never a, there was never about anybody else. It was an inside job from the very, very beginning. Mm. It was yeah. an inside job. How can this, this kid that didn't have enough confidence to express himself in middle school, elementary, uh, around family members, my mom would say, do that dance you do. And I couldn't do it because I'd be so shy. Yeah. How could that person break through so many insecurities and so many barriers and become a name that people would not even think it was possible that I could be an introvert? Yes. Um, that was always the inside job. And then how can I raise the bar from there? Mm-hmm. And so now even where I'm at right now, like I, 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 I've, I don't feel any peace being like, yeah, yeah, they're already talking shit now. I don't, they don't do anything for sure, me. Like, sure. like, okay, okay. Because I feel like then it would be my biggest critique about Michael Jordan yeah. is that he spent 
a second or any of his time talking about all the people who had sided him, or people who had basically didn't believe in him. Right. That's your fucking Hall of Fame speech. Yes. And you're worried about the people who didn't put you on a varsity team on high school? It made me cringe a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it makes you it makes you ask the question. Two questions that makes me ask. One, are you really happy being the greatest basketball player of all time? Right. And two, is that the amount of bitterness yeah. that you have to live with when you want to be the greatest of anything mm. of all time? When I yeah. saw that, I said, I'm okay I'm being... Good. 76 best rapper in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 766. Yeah, I don't care yeah. as long as I can look and say I am the happiest. If I can if I can be high on the happy list, right. Mm. You can say whatever you want. You can say mm. I'm corny, you can say I'm cheesy, I'm long-winded, you can say that I'm um whatever. I've heard I heard it all, but yeah. I think what's most important is um now finding the ability to like even on, on the way up here like the homie daylight who's like huge in battle rap yeah and he's done super thing great things for the culture i used to be his manager at quiznos and he typed it he's oh, like no shit he was like I, he's like i'm just sitting back thinking about how crazy it is that curtis king was my manager at quiznos and then i'm like uh, uh responding back to it i'm like lol like fun facts you know it's been a blessing to see your rise that's yeah. a positive exchange and then somebody out of nowhere is like uh, but is anybody going to talk about how trash his, his beats are? And they put some meme and I'm just like, I'm thankful for the first time in my life, probably that I read that. And internally, I didn't feel but a tinge mm. like I, in the beginning, like yeah. when I, not the beginning, like probably not even like a year ago. Yeah. I'd read that. And for a split second, my blood would kind of boil a little bit. Sure. Right. I'd feel it. I feel like I, I feel like what do I have to do? I gotta respond. I gotta be smarter or starkier. Say something. Yes. I saw it and it was like, mm, oh shit. Next one. Huh. And it then was, it, was it was like a genuine moment. Yeah. Then it was just like, you. is it unappealing to be on my timeline? Yes. Mm -hmm. So mute him. It's gone. Yeah. Didn't respond, didn't say anything snarky. Mm. And I still was able to keep with with my source and my soul, which is a kind, being a kind person. Like yeah. no matter how you see me, like a lot of folks get to misconception. I'm not, not saying that. By no means am I bringing that up to say like you know you single me out or I'm glad that you made that because um, it it opened my eyes to the other perspectives that mm. were being ignored. I think they rightfully so had the uh, they had the right to feel that way about me because I can see from their perspective how mm. I can look that way or thirsty or annoying, but it's necessary. It's yes. all necessary because inevitably. Uh, it leads to a better me. Yes. Fuck the accomplishments. Fuck all the money. Fuck all. It leads to a better me. Yeah. That's the best I could think of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad you actually brought that up. I'm, I'm yeah. glad we could talk about. For that. sure. For sure. Yeah. I. I was curious. I was like, man. I was like, it, it came so so out of left field for me. Um. But I'm thankful because it made me look around and be like, maybe everybody's not your friend. Yeah. And. I'm glad you said it because I did come to find out it was it 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 did it, it wasn't the fact that you said it that made it fact it was the fact that in a lot of places it was fact yeah because of the way that I I presented myself uh, sometimes I was a bit more louder than I needed to be sure um, a little bit more uh, uh, you know in people's face when I didn't need to be and the moment that I disappeared the moment that I fell back. Uh, I became more appreciated and that was a lesson I had to understand. And so now 
I only come out for folks that that I truly love what they're doing. I appreciate, I believe in, and I support a thousand percent. If I don't, yeah. I don't even wink an eye at it. But I needed to have that eye opening moment of saying, everybody's not your friend. Yeah, everybody's not supporting what you're doing, mm-hmm. but go anyways. Mm. Right. Yes. It's needed. It's needed. Yes. So I'm glad that you said it because nobody else had the balls to even put something else like that out there. Yeah. 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 And um, it's funny just to like just so it said these people that in particular, they talk about everyone. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Which, sure. Which at first it was like I kind of felt the need to defend you like 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 I already mentioned. Yeah. But then it's like, all right, well, why do they feel that way? Sure. Sure. And then once I came to that conclusion, well, they obviously feel that way because they they say these things about everyone, yeah, right? Yeah. Because they're miserable people, not yeah. irredeemable. You know what I mean? But at this at this moment, they're miserable people. And then I turned to, the, to myself, like, well, why the fuck do I hang out with them? Because they ain't helping me. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Flip side of that, how about we flip that even even more? Yeah, y'all yeah. are y'all are talking about somebody that, or not y'all, but he, sure. that, th- those th- those individuals were yes. talking about somebody. That was accessible enough energetically mm-hmm. to be worth a conversation. That means on some level, I appeal to the lower form of them as well. Mm. Yes. So I have some responsibility in that. Okay. Me understanding that now helps me understand that nobody is, 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 no, people don't just pop up out of nowhere and decide I'm going to be an asshole and I'm going to troll you. You have to do something that resonates with a part of them, whether it's a part of them they don't want to acknowledge, whether it's a part of them that they're not ready to unleash, whether it's a part of them that actually is current to who they are, yeah. you have to do something to get on their radar. Because if if that wasn't the case, there'd be somebody right now in in Scotland I'd be talking shit to. Yeah. Because right. I don't agree with what they say. Right, right. They're not in my sphere. They're not even in my... I'm not even thinking about this person. Yeah. But... If they did say something like, I don't think that Kobe should be uh, 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 mourned the way that he should. Now you're on my radar. Right, right. Because now that's triggering to a lower a lower energetic form of me. Yes. That's making me want to say something. And now yeah. I want to. But that's what I'm saying is that that um, at some point I had to let them. I had I had to do something that captures the attention of that. Maybe it was the kind of music I was making. Yeah. Maybe it was the fact that I was an underground artist. Maybe it was the fact that I made music that appealed to lower frequencies in people. Mm. Mm. I'm okay with that. Understanding that that's what it was, I'm yeah. okay with that. Because now at this frequency, it's not a lot of people. Yeah. Right? right Except right. for the right people. It's the better quality of people. That's why coming out here yeah. from Diego is not even a question, bro. Like, oh, I, man, I know. I appreciate that. The that frequency is there. I know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that means a lot. I'm, I appreciate that. Let me um, let me start this one more time, sure. and then I got a little uh, like five five little questions. Okay, little quick, all good. Little quick ones. You all good? <clears throat> plus, you give me an excuse to go get some vegan food out. You know, what's that? Plus, you give me an excuse to go get some vegan food oh, okay. away from the house. Now you good? <laughs> you are good. My wife hit me was like, are you going to go to, um, so are you going to go to, uh, oh my God, what's the name of it? So are you going to go to, uh, uh, Monty's? I was like, maybe, oh, my. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard of Monty's. The wind pushes me that direction. Yeah. Maybe I'll go to one, maybe I'll go to one. I don't know. Are you a vegan? Or are you just dabbling in vegan cuisine? Because I do. 
Yeah, yeah. Vegetarian more so than anything else. Okay, okay. Yeah, vegan is like it's a little bit extreme for me. Not at this point, but vegetarian. Yeah. I still keep my some little dairy intake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like uh veg vegetarian is definitely more so for me. Yeah, I was raised vegetarian actually yeah. until till my teenage years and then I I the first meat experience I had paused mm. was a <laughs> Just thought super, I thought I might pause. pause. That. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, it's my, all good. I was yeah. thinking. I, I yeah. wasn't gonna say nothing. I'll <laughs> let you get that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a, a crunchy taco from Taco Bell of oh, all things. That's, and my that's a gateway drug. Yo, my third eye opened. I was like, <laughs> Yo, what? That's a gateway things, drug. Don't do that. Can taste this way. The first food, first meat that you have is from Taco Bell. Yes. You're, I'd pray for you after that. Yeah, yeah. Man. You may never yeah. go back. Oh, oh, I, I went for a while, but yeah, I went back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, it was weird. Some things are better left like unimagined and yeah. un unrealized, you know. I feel like bacon was that for me. Yes. I wish I never got. I wish I've never experienced bacon. <laughs> yeah. Because now when like like if I smell it and I smell like the honey, the, not the what yeah. is it the the uh, the the wood, mm. the apple, yes, maple, yeah. the apple wood, yes, yes. That's my one weakness, and I I haven't had it. I haven't had meat like Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had uh sea. Oh, I haven't. I've had seafood, but I okay. haven't had um any kind of like like other meat in three something years, three okay. four years. But like, yeah, man, I don't have no desire to go there. Especially after I got sick last time, I was like, I don't want nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I got some Taco Bell when I got sick last time. Right. Oh, oh, you got Taco Bell and then you got sick. You said, yeah. Well, you, oh, I, I okay. think, I, I think it was a stomach flu, but I, but it was a Taco Bell that got thrown up. Oh, right. So oh, your oh, mind I, is I, like, yeah, absolutely. It's Taco Bell's fault. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, man. And it's probably better that you don't include that yeah, in your diet anyway. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That's a, that's a win-win. That's kind of it was a win-win for yeah, me to get me out of that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, let me. Uh, where are we at? So two things, and we talked about you making soulful music. Yeah. Um, particularly like maybe your sample choices or whatever. Mm -hmm. In I believe the songs twenty one seven, twenty one seven, twenty one seven. Yeah. There's the Marvin Gaye sample, mm -hmm. right? It mm -hmm. it starts. That's how your album starts. I believe that album is yes. DIY. That, that EP, yeah. The EP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then much later, you did Raging Waters, and on the intro that was the Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Yes, right. And both times. I was like, oh, we we grew up essentially in the same home because that's what my parents used to play, yep. right? <laughs> and those those are like, you you took the piece of each of those songs that mm -hmm. I love. That's I feel like that's the most recognizable part of those songs. Yes, and the irony yes. is that there's not even words; they're just sounds, just you know, scatting. But it was yeah. so powerful, yeah. right? So I just had to say, like, those are my favorite beats that you've made. I appreciate you know, that, it, man. it yeah. they're amazing pieces of music. Thank you. Thank but with you. that said, and I asked Noah this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see see how yours stacks up against his. Okay, Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder? Marvin Gaye. That's what he said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just it, Stevie Wonder has classic. I mean, they both got classics, sure. but Stevie Wonder has songs that I love a lot more than full bodies of albums. Uh, okay. What's going on? Yes, Marvin. The 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 transitions is one of my favorite albums of all time mm. and then just hearing his journey of um spirituality right is very inspiring to know that he had to he had to go off the grid for a second and come back strong sure yeah Noah said I, I like Marvin with the koofy with the beard yeah. and the koofy. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah, Noah's yeah you got his response man. yeah yeah okay so we went with uh Marvin all right so another one I asked him but I'm actually gonna take it a little further I know we're both married men so just yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll uh <laughs> 
<laughs> throw that out there, but we yeah. have eyes, you know? So I, I asked know what you're him. talking about. I ain't got no eyes. My wife don't. I ain't got no eyes. You don't have eyes? Don't, okay, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Man. As long as my wife got hands, I don't have eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, no. Her eyes, a lot stronger. Her hands, a lot stronger than my eyes. Go ahead. <laughs> so I asked Noah, Fresh Prince or Martin, right? But yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you, Hillary from Fresh Prince. Or Denise from the Cosby Show. show. So that's Karen Parsons or Denise. Lisa Bonet. Denise, Cause, cause you, you know went Denise why? with it. Uh, that's Lisa, Lisa Bonet, right? Yes. She looks like my wife. Like she oh. reminds me, of, like because my wife has oh, now braids. You got eyes. <laughs> yeah, I got eyes. I got yeah, eyes. Now, yeah, now yeah, you yeah. Got eyes. I told her that too. My wife is like, like I, I used to get a lot of people saying Lisa Bonet, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I think that might have been my appeal to to you. Yes. Uh, yeah, Lisa Bonet. Well played, sir. I love yeah. that. I love that. See how I had to yeah. add that scene? Oh, yeah. So oh, I, might, yeah. I, might, I, might, I might get like a, a, you know, a nice little slap on the back of the neck, but yeah, it ain't going to be. It'll come a, with a smile. It's though. not going to be a, yeah. you know, a full-on right. punch. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Mastery. Mastery. Um, so let's see. Uh, what's scarier, snakes or spiders? Snakes or spiders? Or either scary? Um, I think, damn, that's a good question. I say probably, uh, spiders because I've, I've, I've tried to kill some <laughs> that I thought were like brown recluse. Yeah. I'd hit them and they disappear. <laughs> and then you don't know where they're at. A snake. The worst. Yeah. The worst thing I ever heard about a snake was when, I don't know why this old lady told me this. It was a, she's like, make, make me almost like never, never want to use a bathroom again. Um, I oh. do, but she said, right. she said, uh, I was uh, wondering. Yeah, she was like, uh, what did she say? She said, uh, she said, uh, have you ever heard the story about the snake that came through the toilet? Mm, yeah, we've heard that one. We've all heard that one. What you mean? <laughs> she broke that out. I was like, man, I ain't never going to sit down. I can't, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, no, yeah. definitely. Like, I don't see enough snakes to yeah. even have that, but, but spiders. For sure. Sure. Yeah, nah. Spiders. I, I walk on the other side of the street. I just Same here, baby. Same you know here. You a black widow. You know what? This is your world. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even my world no more. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I agree with that. Um, fitness question. Prefer weights or cardio? Cardio. Cardio. You strike me as a cardio guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You trying to say I ain't buff, man? <laughs> I get it. It's all good. <laughs> no, no. Cardio. Because uh, I, I love... Uh, I've got less injuries on cardio, for, first of all. Sure. When I lift weights, I get all kind of crazy stuff. Like, I got wrist injury, all kind of crazy stuff. But um, wait, wait, wait. Before, before you say it, let me say why you strike me as a cardio person. Because, and it's why I fail at cardio, mm -hmm. right? Weights is like, we're going to get in there, we're going to lift weights. and yeah. You know what I mean? It's like an ego thing. Yeah. I've always heard that cardio, long distance running, stuff like that, it's a very meditative. Yes. That's why I know yeah, you're a cardio person. That, that's that's going to be my answer too. So okay, no, that's, well that's that's why. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not not the treadmill, man. I've been able to get my music, and it's crazy because with doing cardio, it builds up within you a, 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 a it builds that relentless muscle to the point where I find myself like because we all get to a point where we're working on music and we're like man, I've been working on this for a long ass time. Yeah. Is there any potential? And then you're like, man, just push another 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, just get it. Like you finished, say you did finish a beat you like, but you're like, man, I want to, I don't want to arrange it. Then you say, just arrange it. One more step. Same thing when I get to like mile and a half. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I really don't want to keep running. But then you get the right song. Mm. Two miles come up like nothing. Yeah. 
I like I like the fact that I'm building that muscle up. Yes. More than anything else, but I I, I enjoy both, but no cardio for sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a hard question. Favorite beat of all time, hip hop beat. What's your go to? Oh, it's got to be a hip hop beat. Yes. <sighs> oh, you, if you have another one, say. But I am curious yeah, about the hip hop so, beat. Art and noise, moments of love. Okay. It's not a hip hop beat. It uses yeah, yeah. certain elements uh, that that are hip hop. But my favorite beat of all time, hip hop wise, um, uh, the instrumental for uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, uh, uh, Troy, reminisce over you. That one, right? Man, I like. I get like the greatest. Like, like my, I get goosebumps even when you do that right now. Yeah. Like I get goosebumps just thinking about. That like it's one of those songs where, as a kid, I didn't recognize how sad it was, yes. and what he was actually talking about. Yes. It was just something that felt so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got older and I started recognizing, like, oh wow, like he's remembering people yeah, that have yeah. passed away, and I'm like, yo, it takes another meaning. But I'm like, that's why it felt so good to, you know, fourteen year old me, fifteen year old me. I had no idea what it was. Um, but yeah, that one right there. Okay. Uh, man. And then probably, uh, probably, I mean, I, I, oh, damn, I already gave you the answer. I want to say it's probably that or, um, Jay Dilla's fantasy or Jay Dilla's, uh, uh, um, fall in love. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Is that a Slum Village? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. a Slum oh Village song. God, yes. I love that. Yes. And it's the most simple, like even like when you think about the art of noise. Boom, boom, yes. Boom, 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 boom. That's some of my favorites. And it's like those have probably more nostalgic value than actual production value. Sure. Uh, but mm. I love All my favorite songs do. Yeah. It's all, yeah, all, it's all, it's all nostalgia more than anything. Yeah. yeah. I think Art of Noise is one of those songs where it's like, I, I can't name another instrumental that that's, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't think of another instrumental that has followed me from childhood to first kiss. Sure. To first sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To 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 uh, you know, relationships, yeah. to getting married, to my son being born, like to my first time with a cougar, to like all these different things that have <laughs> sure. happened that were like moments in my life that I'll never forget. Uh it just came on like the radio station. The sure. radio just randomly plays it. Or I come home from like a date with my wife yeah. that I have now. Uh, uh, like I come home from our, one of our first dates dating and then the radio, turn it on. Yeah. It's and just always song. been I'm in like, the soundtrack. It's like the yeah. Tesla, man. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. Uh, two more. Top five favorite producers. Uh, it's an obvious question, right? Favorite producers. It is and it isn't, man, because I, it changes for me. Sure. Um, the Neptunes, mm-hmm. Timbaland, Just Blaze. Mm. No one ever says Just Blaze, and that's my it's favorite. Necessary, man. Just yes. Blaze. Um, did I say Dilla already? No. Dilla. Okay. For sure. And then um, number five. Hmm. Number five, I'll probably put ninth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a solid yeah. little top five, man. Throw my number, hey, throw my top, throw my five in there in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not getting blown out. No, no, damn no. Show. No. Yeah, I love it. All mm-hmm. right, same question for rappers. Top five MCs. 
They're your favorite MCs, you know? Andre 3000. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, if, if it's my favorite, that, that's a lot easier to do my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Andre 3000, Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. That's my top uh, two right there. Okay. Tupac. Okay. Um... Who else are we talking about? I'm trying to think of who else is in my uh, who else is in my playlist. I, that to me, like man, oh man, what did I say? I said Andre three thousand. You said three K, Hove, Tupac, Tupac. Man, it's it it like my favorites. I mean, there's people out there that I could name, but my favorite favorites. Yeah, I keep, man, I think that's. Because I was so late to Nipsey's music. I was sure. more so with his entrepreneurship. I would say Nipsey. And I think that's going to be because I Spotify, I'd tell you how much I didn't play his, play his music. <laughs> right. Um, but I, man, this is, this is uh, rappers. I was not expecting that one. I just haven't listened to a lot of rap. To yeah. be honest with you, I have not listened to a lot of rap in the last, uh, last six months. Okay. So like I'd have names, but I'm like, nah, I wouldn't put them on the top five list for me. Okay. Uh what's one of those names that you're on the fence? Buster about? Rhymes. Oh, okay. No one ever says Buster Rhymes. I love Buster. He 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 birthed so many different Yo, styles, man. Yes. People people sleep on that. I know. How is Buster Rhymes like one of the most famous, but he's also still slept on? Yeah, how does that like, work? I don't I how can he's, it had, be a, both? he's had a very weird career yes, because yes. even like when you think about albums, <clears throat> like his albums didn't do as well as his singles, singles did. Yes. His singles were always like, people couldn't take a whole album, I guess, from him. Right. Like uh, like a Missy. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm tripping. Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick. Okay. Kendrick. That, Noah said Kendrick too. Okay. Yeah, Kendrick cool. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to even it out like that. I'm going to make it two new and, and three uh, of the legends. Okay. Um, I hate to separate Andre 2000 from Outkast, but I love Big Boy too, but no. Yeah, Andre I mean, yeah. just found a way to string the... He strung poetry in a way over beats that made made him really, really cool to me. Yes. I completely agree. He's right. my favorite of all time. Same yeah. here. Same yeah. here. It's a damn shame that he he deals with the biggest struggles of them all for artists of of uh you know, being that sensitive about his craft and everything. Yes. Like I wish I could just I really do wish I could just like build up a friendship with him. Yeah. And and be able to encourage him, not saying like I got this extra power, but I just feel like the things I heard him talk about in that interview, yeah, that that you took the photos for. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, I I get it, bro. But I get it in a way that is so detached from the industry. And I'm pretty sure most of his friends are like somehow related to that. Right. I felt like I could I could help. I really felt like I could yeah, help. Yeah. Or at least be able to uh, you know. And, but, but maybe that's me trying to once again I pray for you yeah, mm, but maybe that's yeah. my ego talking but I I just really when I listened to that interview yeah, I was talking to my wife I was like man I, I really feel like I could help this and I wouldn't want to help so I could be like I helped yeah, I just yeah. want to help because I really appreciate who he was sure. to me growing up and the role model that he was and even as a lyricist my rap style people were like oh my god you don't ever rap to the beat okay Yes. Go go listen to Andre 2000 a day in a life. Mm -hmm. uh, um, li listen to Elevators. Like that's yes, the elevators. birth of my style. Yeah. It's I literally it. there. People think it's Micah 9. I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure that maybe he listened to, but this is who I consumed. He was more right. of my generation. But yeah. No, nah, that's that's why I rap the way that I rap. 
That's awesome, man. That's so yeah. dope to know. It's a cool little fun fact. <laughs> I don't think I've ever disclosed it before either. Not so. at all surprising, to be honest. But yeah. but yeah, as a big fan of of him and you, like I could definitely connect those dots. No pun yeah. intended. Yeah, right. Oh, you saw, <laughs> me and you. No pun intended. Here you go. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. All right, bro. Well, yo, plug plug your stuff. Where where can people find you? So uh, I try to make this pretty easy. Musicproducerbook.com is how you get my book. I. Mm. Uh, I'm shutting down CurtisKingBeats.com, actually. So that's not even something I want to I usually say that. But okay. Curtis King Beats is not that. What is really the biggest focus for me is um, find me on the socials at Curtis King with two S's. And uh, SlapExperts.com is my primary focus, uh, providing sounds for aspiring producers, not just in hip hop, but of any genre, uh, providing you sounds that that you could just plug and play and uh put you in a better position to get your placements, put you in a better position to uh, get the sounds that you want to look for, right? So I'm having fun as a sound designer in this space, but slap, slapexperts.com uh, is the website. Should I think? Uh, the book. Uh, obviously, I got the podcast, the Curtis King podcast, the yeah. Curtis King TV, YouTube. Um, but yeah, you find one of those, I, I'll lead you to the other ones. Yo, I like that. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just find one. one. At yeah. Curtis King on Instagram, I'll, I'll lead you everywhere else. I got Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yo, man, I need you to leave today knowing how much I truly appreciate you taking, man, taking man, your time. I, I mean, yeah, I mean not that, a problem. For real. Not You're one problem. of the baddest motherfuckers I'm aware of. <laughs> I mean that with all my heart. Thank and, you, bro. Thank and you. if no one else is, I like, I genuinely thank you for the years of inspiration and motivation, whether or not you even knew you were doing it, you yeah. were. And if no one else thanks you, just know that you've made an impact and I truly appreciate you. Man, I, I appreciate those words. I truly do. And, and and nothing but the utmost respect to you for, I feel like you, you transitioned what you were doing in so many different ways that I feel like leveled up what our scene was expected. Right. Mm -hmm. When I seen you get into photography and when, when I, when I, cause I kind of like, once you wrote, wrote that, wrote, wrote that article, yeah. I kind of like peep from a distance sort of, okay, this is what he's doing at this point in time. And you, even writing that article at that point in time, speaking to the culture, making a think piece of something that wasn't, uh, a clickbait for everybody. Right. right. Making that for an area makes another another kid coming up say, like, fuck Curtis King and forget whoever's writing this. Yeah. I want to write sure. about the about this. Yeah. Like doing those kind of things, like really push the culture forward mm. and create people. Like I, I was thinking about this on the way up here. I was like, one of the most beautiful things that hip hop does is not produce more hip hop artists and more hip hop producers. It helps human beings, first of all, break out of their shell. It's a medium for them to break out of the shell. And two, it helps lead them to what they really, really want to do. Yeah. But I feel like hip hop needs, hip hop is the vehicle for people to do that. Like somebody could come in here as a rapper and realize I do a lot better when I'm just managing. Yeah. And then they become a great manager of an artist, but then they eventually say, you know what? I think that I could manage this company. And if it wasn't for their involvement in hip hop, would yeah. they have ever gotten there? So yeah, uh, much props to you for, for you, man, push, man. pushing, pushing the, uh, uh, raising the bar for us all, man. I think that's super dope. That means the world coming from you, man. I appreciate yeah. you saying that. Absolutely. Yeah, say one thing for me. I have everyone say it. Say the devil is a motherfucking lie. 
The devil is a motherfucking lie. Yo, I'm gonna need you to not say it cooler than I say it. <laughs> I was the to devil say it. is a motherfucking lie. I'm <laughs> like, that's the one I'm gonna use. There you go, <laughs> my man. Thank man, you so thank much, you, brother. Bro. All love, yeah, all love. And that was Curtis King. That was Curtis. King. Yo, right, right. Like you didn't even say nothing. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. I, I don't know about you, but I, I was exhausted after this conversation. It, it was so. It was really good. I got a lot out of it, but uh, it, 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 was, it, was, it was quite taxing on my brain and, and, and just my energy. I've never felt more inclined to go take over the world and, and take a nap at, this, at the exact same time. I actually had uh, another podcast guest scheduled after Curtis, but they had to uh, reschedule. And I, I got to tell you, I was very happy about that because I think I would have been useless uh, after this conversation because I just needed to sit in a corner and think for a while. And, and you know, that's what I did. I had a long drive home. I, I, the studio's about an hour away from my, my home. So I, I had plenty of time to, to, to chew on everything we had discussed. If you listen to the whole thing, if, if, if you made it this far, I appreciate you. I know I always say I appreciate you, but it's because, I, you know, it's because I appreciate you. I, I truly hope you got something out of that conversation, whether you're a creative or, or maybe you're dealing with, with something. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the case may be, I do believe there's something there for everyone. And, and so I, I, I hope you managed to, to squeeze some value out of that. Curtis King is a value machine. And again, I know I didn't say much. Uh, during the conversation, but you know that that I, I will say that was entirely on purpose because again, when I have the opportunity and and, and the privilege to have a conversation with people like Curtis King, I, I shut my mouth and, and I just listen. I want to. I I could never thank Curtis King enough. I really couldn't. But but regardless, I want to thank Curtis King for making not only making the long journey from San Diego up to L.A., but just just for being so open and and just being so good at talking and and thinking and and like most people can't think or talk this this person manages to think and talk both really well and that's that's very impressive to me i do think the world would be better and i know i said this about noah james and i mean that as well but the i do believe the world would be noticeably better if more people were like curtis king and I, I honestly feel very blessed. You could call it lucky. You could call it blessed. You could just fortunate. I, 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 feel, I feel blessed to have such high quality people around me. I'm a very lucky person. I have, I have, I have good people around me, smart people, people with, with, with big old brains that they routinely fill with, with, with more things that, they, that, 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 you know, I, I, I could benefit from. And again, I hope you can too. So yeah, thank you, Curtis King. Man, you 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 the, you the goat. You the goddamn goat. And thank you for listening. Whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, if you would subscribe and rate and 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 maybe leave 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 some comments behind, I would very much appreciate it. It helps us in the ratings. It helps the SEO. It has it, it it just it just makes it makes it doper. It generally makes it doper. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram at OTWD Podcast. You can follow my personal Instagram at Gadzooks. That's at G-V-D-Z-O-O-K-S. It's the same, uh, same, same, what, what is it called? Same handle. Same handle on Twitter and on Facebook. If you would be so kind as to subscribe to the YouTube channel, the On The Way Down YouTube channel, if you go to onthewaydown.net, you'll see a YouTube logo on the front page. Click that and it'll take you to the YouTube page and then, and then you can subscribe. 
While you're at onthewaydown.net, you can check out other episodes of this podcast and and check out all the blogs I've written, including the one, uh, uh, the uh, the audacity of Curtis King that I wrote about Curtis King several years back that we we touched on in in our conversation. So that's there. Other episodes are there, and that's just kind of where this whole thing lives. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for your subscriptions, for your streams, for your shares, your likes, all, all of the things. They're all appreciated. I'll be back next week. We got more guests. We got more God level conversations. We got we, we just got more things. We got a lot of things happening. I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun too. This is my baby, and it, it means the world to me to know that that you guys uh, are, are are enjoying this. My name is Zach Gadzooks. If you're nasty, this has been on the way down number fifteen with my friend Curtis King. Take care of yourselves and remember, cover your ears, mom. Mom, cover your ears. Are you ready? All right. The devil is a motherfucking lie.